I've always wanted to learn how to pickle cucumbers and just sit and watch oh. a jar of cucumbers for a whole week pickle. Well, don't watch it, but yeah, um, my mother-in-law can help you out with that. Is, they pickle all kinds of Is things. that an expression? A, a watch jar won't pickle? It is now. Just like a watch pot won't boil? Yeah. yeah. A watch flower won't bloom? Speaking of all of that, if you hear a weird noise in the background, uh, my wife is making a giant pot of veggie stew, which is boiling. So uh, very strange that you brought up those very specific things. Um, Good. Well, we'll schedule uh, Ryan's pickling lessons with your mother-in-law, Chewy, uh, after after recording. I'll let her know. It's time to ham up. Oh, my God. I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Welcome, multiverse travelers, to the Chunk Realm. This is Chunk Mania, and this is After the Credits, episode 113. We're going to be talking about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm joined by variants of my co-hosts, Ryan. Uh, yes, I am I am a variant, but please don't prune me. <laughs> okay, and uh, variant Chewy. Hi, uh, I'm different than the regular timeline Chewy, because I have 14 holes. <laughs> what? How many holes does regular timeline Chewy have? I'll never tell. <laughs> Uh, good. All right. We'll be getting to into more nitty gritty detail of the amount of holes that exist in Quantumania, listeners. I'm sure you've been waiting on beta breath for our delayed coverage. Um, <laughs> so we're excited to get into that. Um, but uh, it has been a little while since our um, awards show. We've all been just recovering from awards season. The after parties were crazy from the Chunkies. So um, it's been a little while, a couple of weeks since we've uh, gathered, um, but we're here now to revel and indulge in what we've been up to in the chunk fire. What what have we been up to, folks? Um, what what chunks uh, are you going to offer today? Uh, let's start with Chewy. You go. Oh my God, the chunks! The guilty is charged. With the chunks. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So it's been a little while, and I've actually just been mostly catching up on some things, and particular um things that we talked about in the chunkies, and some that we didn't. Um. Also, one of those things I've been catching up on is uh listening to our own podcast. I usually um I usually try to um I usually try to uh, listen to all of our episodes at least once to see if. You know, just to see how stupid I or we <laughs> sounded. Um, so I saw a couple months ago a a handful of horror thriller type movies. One of them was one that Sean that you were talking about in a recent episode that I re-listened to, and that is the menu. Um, oh, and yes. uh, I, I think I don't remember which episode you're talking about it on, but um, but uh, I really liked the menu a lot. Uh, I had a lot of fun with that, and I think that you pretty much summed up my uh, feelings of the movie um, in your little bit about it. And I want to say that that was 
Oh gosh, Spotify jumped to the bottom of the list. Now I got to scroll back up to the top. Why do Why did there's a couple episodes, episodes go? Uh, maybe it was, our Strange it was, World uh, episode? It, or it might. It was Strange World or it was She Hulk? I, th- I want to yeah. say it was Strange World. You were talking about the menu, but yeah, zany fun uh, and uh, you know kind of dark, but you know it was, it was interesting. It was uh, I I it, it it kept me trying to figure out where it was going to go, and uh, it was a, it was a fun couple hours in the movies. Uh, I saw the movie Megan, which was oh, a yes. little. Uh, kind of viralish uh thing for a little while did either of you see this one i did see that actually yes um i liked it a lot more than i was expecting and uh it was just the perfect amount of camp and uh it it was again also very very fun um now going with this theme of my taste in things rapidly deteriorating the older (laughs) that i get um i feel like i should have really liked this next one but Maeve and I went to see the very limited release of the movie Skinamarink. Uh, uh, I that's one I really have been trying to watch. I have other friends and heard many a thing about it. So, well, don't try too hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I guess if you haven't seen it yet, then I don't know how much I want to talk about it. No, I hated it. I did. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean it. that. That's on par. I've heard two things. One that people watch it and go, "What is this? How is this supposed to be scary? This is dumb." And then other people, apparently, have said like, "Oh my god, this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen." So see, that I can. I don't know I what that see, means, but I can see both of those. But my reaction was neither. Um, I very, uh, very early in the movie and, and also I think Maeve and I were the only ones in the theater, um, very, very early in the movie. I'm like, this is going to be what the whole movie is, isn't it? And then like a little bit later, it was still that. And I was like, oh God, it's going to, okay. All right. And, and she was telling me that it was based on a short and I'm like, okay, I could see this as a short film working fine, but it, it's, it's the, the novelty wears off really fast and uh, I could see somebody being frightened by it. I could also see someone being like, Oh, this is very high art and analyzing and everything. But I'm like, I'm just, I'm tired. All right. Stop, stop wasting my time. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt about skin and There's merit to it and there's interesting things about it, but it's, it's whatever positive things I would have to say about it is immediately ruined by how long it is. Which it's, mm. it's not even that long. It's like it's it's like an hour and a half or whatever. But yeah. it's that's like uh, eighty minutes too long. Um, so uh, yeah, I would love to. I would love to hear your take on that movie because yeah. you're right. It has been very divisive um, in the TV realm. Uh, well, I recently over the holidays got uh, my first iPhone. Uh, I had been an Android man for a while, but it came with a free trial of Apple TV Plus. So I activated it, and we made a short list of things on there that we are going to try to power through. And um, that way, when the uh, subscription lapses, we can, you know, keep it keep our subscription yes. short and deactivate it until some of these shows get their new seasons. Um, so finally, watch Severance, nice. and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that's one of the best TV shows I've watched in a while. <laughs> um, and also. Whoever awarded the Chunky for best uh, TV opening. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, man, I love a good TV opening. Um, that was me, so, though. I was corrected by both of you when Peacemaker won, actually, actually won the award because <laughs> you outvoted me. But that I feel like that's at least a strong second yeah. no, showing. I didn't, I didn't have a, That was Ryan. I haven't seen Peacemaker. Oh, you haven't seen Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, so, uh, but, but yeah. yeah, Severance is great. I, yeah, I, it's awesome that you saw it. I'm glad you caught up. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, I had a good time. It was a lot of fun, and I love the tone. Um, I think I mentioned to you offcast, but I was, uh, I had started watching Mythic Quest, which mm-hmm. is, uh, Ma- Rob McElhenney's, uh, side project from Always Sunny, and he's doing, uh, it's, you know, it's about a video game studio that is making a, world of warcraft style game and it's a workplace comedy and it took a little while for me to get on board um and it's it's really strange because i would say that it's like it's like um well being a teacher i'm going to use an education metaphor it's like a, a student who is getting an a in your class but only because like they were they were getting a C minus and did a bunch of extra credit at the last minute. And <laughs> okay. and by that by that I mean like the show typically is very average. Like it's it's acceptable. It's funny enough. The characters are likable enough. And then every once in a while there'll be an episode that like jumps back like thirty years and explains the backstory mm-hmm. of one random character or just completely like look over here. And then they don't even feel like the same show. And they're whatever show that they are, they are vastly superior to the average episode so it's being carried by these little bursts of 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 high quality and for the most part it's like yeah but those elevate the rest of the show because you know like it's 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 basically like punching you in the face with character development like all at once so that like Mm. the show itself doesn't have to do the the hard work of of incorporating it into it Uh. it's very odd um but it's 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 good enough and uh and uh, I think that's getting another season. Uh, so Mythic Quest, Severance. Uh, we just started watching Loot, uh, Maya Rudolph's uh, Apple TV show. Oh, I've heard. I haven't watched that one. Her and um, Severance, Parks and Rec man, Adam Scott, um, are the leads. He's a he's a Billy bajillionaire programmer, and she is his wife and they get a divorce and she gets half of the money and she's trying to get into charity work, but she's an out of touch rich person out of touch. Rich people seems to be a very uh, prominent yes. theme in media over the last couple of years. Um, but it's uh it's very funny. It's got good music and Maya Rudolph is, is great. So if you're a Maya Rudolph fan, then this is a no brainer. Um, and then my last chunk here, I finally, after 10 years beat the last of us, uh, you're, you're welcome, Sean. Um, you did it. You're, you, I, I texted you and you made a joke about spoilers for the show. That was one of my motivations. It's like, I've always been like, okay, well, I'm going to play Last of Us 2 one day, so I got to beat Last of Us 1. And this show comes out and I'm like, there's going to be spoilers for the game everywhere. And um, true to my prediction, there have been. Um, so I was like, all right, I better... I better start this back up and I better just push my way through it. And, um, and I was keeping like, like I'd, I'd play a bit of the game and then like a day or two later, I would see spoilers for the episode of that part of the game that I just played through. <laughs> and I was, so I was just barely keeping ahead of where the show was. Um, but I just finished it. I've, I'm in the middle of the DLC, which I know was an episode. Yeah. So, um, so I'm in the middle of that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is that I I'm I, I I'm not in in general a big fan fan of um of stealth gameplay, um and one of the parts early on in the game, I, I context this it took me like 
four or five restarts of the game to actually until I actually got to the, the playthrough where I finished it. Um, and I kept getting stuck in around the same area where they introduced the clickers and you have to, it's really, really stealth heavy. And that's also the part of the game, like nothing plot heavy has really, well, no, that's not true. But like, there's nothing in the story has interesting enough has happened for me to want to keep playing past that point. And for me, yeah. all, all that's happened is just really super depressing stuff. So every time I get around the part, I'm like, I'm not having fun. Why am I playing this? Every single time, I'm like, this is just flat out not fun. Um, so I just like, all right, just push through that. And I adapted and got better at the game. I, and mind you, I was playing on like the super easiest mode. Um, but it, it was just like, I don't have the patience to sit through this style of gameplay that I don't really like if I don't feel like I'm being rewarded with it. It's just making me sad. Um, so that was my issue for several years. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I loved it. Um, but not for the gameplay. Um, I do have my uh, criticisms of the gameplay. Um, mostly mm -hmm. that my like my compulsion to want to like find every item because they're so stingy with the 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 ammo and the crafting yeah. materials and stuff. I I don't know if it's by design that it forces you to look at every single surface and every single detail of the environment. But I find myself going into these environments going, "Ooh, pretty! All right." Time to get to work. And I basically, like, I find the outer, like, you know, the game's levels have, like, invisible walls. Like, yeah. I f I, I'm in an area, and I find the outer boundaries, like, the outermost boundaries of where I can explore. And I just, like, drag the character along every surface, tapping the, pi the triangle button to see if I can pick stuff up. Because I'm so paranoid that I'm going to lose something. Especially because there's those... The tools that you need to craft, like to get craft upgrades, I'm like, yeah. oh god, what if I miss one? And and so I, I playing the whole game with this a little sense of paranoia that I'm going to miss major things or that there's going to be some interaction like the one earlier in the game that I had trouble getting through, where I'm like, ah, oh, I would this would be easy if I only had this thing that I probably left in a drawer somewhere. And so that um that for me took some of the fun out of the game. And uh, that's, I think, probably my biggest criticism. My, my other one being it's a stealth game, and I, I don't really love that style of gameplay as a personal thing. But, um, yeah, having to be so reliant on finding things, and there's just so many little bits and pieces to pick up, and you kind of need them all. Um, yeah. You know, eh, well, yeah. Well, good news, then. The show is basically just what you it's described just the, it, without it's just the stealth them, uh, gameplay. So. Opening drawers and, and looking through and, <laughs> no, go, ooh, a yes. thing. Uh yeah no it's um, basically all the stuff that you like about it without the stuff you don't like so i liked the combat i liked the story the story's yeah. fantastic and the scripted story parts and everything and also the kind of the stuff uh it, i realize i'm reviewing a 10 year old game but um <laughs> and i realize like a lot of things i'm late to the party on this but um but yeah, all the all the the visual style, a lot of that, a lot of the that stuff reminded me of Half Life Two, which is fun, um, as as well the combat, the um, the Molotovs are always usually oh yeah, Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead Two stuff that that was a go to for me, um, but uh, yeah, uh, good time, good time. Um, I'm gonna take a break from that for a little while because I backlogged and I, Sean, I will play your game. Going well, to. you uh, you're good for the first season at the very least, and the right. second season, if and when it happens, won't be for a while. So you have time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I've, I have some other games I want to catch up on and uh, I will, I will make my way to that eventually. And I will make sure that I stay ahead of the show. Hopefully I, I hope to have finished it before the show even premieres. So I know I've got plenty of time. So, all right. Uh, okay. That was my backlog of chunks and I now, uh, Pass it on. I'll pass it. Sean, I'll pass it back to you. All righty. Um, cool. Let's see. Well, uh, I, yeah, I, th- I mentioned what I saw Megan as well. That was a while ago, but I, yeah, I had, mm. I did see that. And yeah, I generally, I in general enjoyed it as well. Very campy. It kind of is exactly what you think it's going to be. And mm. they just do a good job with it, though, I think. Um, uh, but what else? I recently saw Cocaine Bear. Have any of you oh, guys seen Oh, I Cocaine saw that one too. Bear? I forgot. I thought I knew there was something big on my list. I was uh, forgetting. Yes, I saw that one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. I think there was a lot of moments and sequences that were pretty fun, and overall, the concept obviously is great. And there was actually a lot of good actors in it. I really, the guy who played Alden Ehrenreich, I, I mm. really like him. He's good in everything. You know, even in Solo, I actually, you know. I think we talked about it. He actually liked as Solo. But in that, he was good. There was a couple other, you know, performances. Margot Martindale's in it, and I think she's actually great. The character actor is kind of in everything you recognize. Um, and there's some fun sequences. And it's kind of a zany kind of madcap. Like, all these crazy people kind of interacting as this bear is running amok and stuff. Um, I, I think that if you haven't seen it yet, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a must-see in the theaters. You could probably wait till it's streaming and kind of enjoy it at that level. Um, because there, you know, it's, it's not like, (laughs) I'm trying to think what a good comparison is. Again, it's kind of what you expect it to be, but I feel like there's some real strong tonal whiplash at some parts and, um, some editing kind of, I don't know. It just, it just didn't go down super smooth. Um, but it was, it was kind of fun. Um, it's also very viscerally wrote, you know, uh, what gross? I guess just simply put, it's very gross at parts. Um, so, anyways, uh, so that's Cocaine Bear. Um, and uh, I've been going through trying to kind of see as many films for the Oscars as I can, and so a handful of those. But the one I want to highlight or talk about is RRR. Have you guys seen RRR? No, I can't imagine when I'd find the time to. <laughs> yeah. So it's on Netflix, um, and I've wanted to watch it for a while, but I'm like, I kind of want to see, I really want to see this in theater. So I was hoping they would have rescreening, like it would come back to theater. And they did. They, last couple of weeks, they've had a, um, like, I don't know, celebration, they call it, or I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so I saw it at the theater, and I'm glad I did. Um, it is very long. It's almost four hours. There's actually an intermission in it. Um, but... Yeah, definitely recommend watching this for anyone. It's just uh, insane, huge scale, epic scope, um, action, comedy, drama with like uh, special effects and really good action, you know, choreography. It's yeah, it's it is the you know, the reason it is uh, being kind of like talked about and stuff is not without merit so um yeah now, it's just crazy now would you recommend watching it in like pieces or would it be better if you sat through the whole eh, thing yeah, i don't know if you yeah if you're watching it at home i don't know if you're gonna like 
yeah, if if the running time is you know prohibitive, then yeah, watch it in pieces. I don't think you're gonna lose a ton. Um, and it's it's I wouldn't say it's like episodic, but there's good you know structure that you could kind of stop at points and go, oh, that's a, probably a pretty decent time to stop and watch another hour later on or something like that. Um, because yeah, it's pretty long, but it's yeah, it's it's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun and and just out there and like intentionally you know just over the top um but in a just a very entertaining way throughout the whole thing um so those are some movies and then some tv shows i've also been keeping up with last of us um only one episode left as of this recording and yeah i mean i'm enjoying it it's basically the game but without playing a game that so, so if you've played the game you've seen the show essentially um and then the other show I've been watching that is fantastic is Poker Face. Um, it's with Natasha, Natasha Leone. It's on like NBC, which is stupid because it's like the only reason I even got NBC. They succeeded, those jerks, in making me subscribe to the service I didn't need. But Poker Face is worth it. It's awesome. It's great. It's like a 10-episode season. Each episode is like a little mystery um they're all episodic there's not really any link you could watch them any order and it's just a ton of fun it's ryan johnson so they're same similar kind of vibe style um quality of things like knives out and uh and glass onion um recommend big recommend for that poker face is great go watch poker face everyone that's and on my can, list and yeah. then cancel nbc once you watched it all the last episode that... the last episodes this week so just cancel it after watching all the episodes and then you're good uh, I'm, I'm still using peacock for uh snl and i think oh okay so, sure yeah, yeah. off cable so you can watch their stuff live so yeah it's, it's i oh i didn't i a lot of times i'll just they often post all the sketches like hours yeah. after they air on youtube so sometimes yeah. i'll just watch Saturday live on youtube anyways um i think that's all I, oh also i was in mexico for a week that was fun oh. i hung out in mexico and did mexican Why? things or as they say in mexico mexico uh, oh i thought you were gonna say as they say in mexico things <laughs> cosas you did things <laughs> i did things uh yeah it's fun just hung out in uh mexico city did awesome cool stuff i did some archery i ate some hmm. crickets i ate a lot of tacos i walked around i played squash um i don't know what else that's saw, went to museums it was a great old time mexico city is a great city you should go visit that's from paid for by the mexico city tourism board anyways um yeah i think that's those are some quality quality chunks i got there so ryan what do you have um is archery really big down there <laughs> um i don't know so one of the weekends i was down there i went to this little like i wasn't actually in the city like this like little res- resorted not resort but like you know these like you see in movies like these little mexican towns out kind of a- away from the city and we went to this like little semi-resortish kind of place and they had like all these activities they had zip lining and a pool and archery but not just like archery target practice i mean it's all target practice um but you could hunt uh people and so we hunted people um no but you go through the forest like you like walk through the forest and there's like targets like through trees oh, and cool. across a little creek and stuff like that it was a lot of fun it was super cool 
that sounds cool. All the archery I've done has been literally just like open fields with, you know, targets. Like, <laughs> like when we were shooting my the bow and arrow you got me, and we lost arrows as we. <laughs> oh well, there was that time, but I've actually gone to like archery training, um, or whatever oh, yeah. you call it, like little events where you shoot bows and arrows. Anyway, um, or as they say in Spanish or in Mexico, arcos. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that better. <laughs> um, yeah, so I also took a trip. Um, although it was a business trip, I was gone last week for up in beautiful Concord, California, um, where I got to meet all my co-workers, co-workers that I've been working with for the last six, seven months, but haven't actually met. So it was kind of cool getting to meet all these faces whose voices I knew. Um, but otherwise wasn't super, you know, eventful trip, just a very work, a work trip. So I haven't, I didn't actually do anything. I did not progress my life in regards to watching media, consuming media. So <laughs> it was a real waste of a week. So it was a waste of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did watch a movie um, called somebody I used to know. Uh, this one just came out like last month. It's an Amazon movie, but it uh, was written. The reason I was interested in it, it was written and starred, starred by. Can you say that? <laughs> it was by. starred by yes. Alison Brie. Um, it was also written and directed by Dave Franco. So it was kind of an interesting combination of, oh. of folks leading this picture. And uh, so I was like, okay, let's check this out. I mean, it was, ba- it, it basically is a romantic comedy uh, but it's, you know, just it doubles down on all the awkwardness of, you know, awkward comedy. That's that's what its thing is. So if you like that kind of thing, you'll probably like this movie. Um, and it, 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 it was interesting. And it, it, oh, yeah, it has a bunch of like just rando cameos slash co-stars like uh, Amy Sedaris is in it far too little um Haley joel osmond's in it and uh danny pooty so it was kind of fun to see him and allison back together but um anyway a bunch of other folks you'll recognize but um it it, it is almost super good and it like leads to this point where you think it's going to be this big like subversive like switch and it's all leading towards it and and maybe they did try to do that but it it, it either didn't stick the landing or maybe I didn't get it. But anyway, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it unless maybe the people behind it you're interested in like supporting, uh, which I am. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like I like these folks and I like watching their careers and anything they're in. So, um, but anyway, it's it's a soft recommend for me. Um, but the uh, but I also and oh yeah, that was partially a recommendation from my friend Paul. So shout out to him. Um, uh, and then I started playing, and I'm almost finished with Chained Echoes, which Sean recommended um, on Xbox Game Pass. So I, yeah, this is, I mean, Sean already commented on it, but it's basically like just a throwback, an homage to 16-bit junk. But it's ba- so it's based, you know, Chrono Trigger plus Final Fantasy VI plus Xenogears plus uh maybe a little bit of monster hunter maybe a little bit of final fantasy tactics maybe some other stuff um and in the style of all those games 90 percent of the game is in the post game so it's very backloaded 
Um, I'm not sure how much I actually appreciate that, but I am doing all of it. Um, and that's consumed pretty much any of my free non-working hours mm-hmm. in the last, I don't know, month or so. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I got for you this time. Okay, sweet. Um, you probably actually passed me up in Chain Echoes because when I was away vacations i'm always like i'm gonna do so much on vacation i'm gonna play so many games i'm gonna read all these books <laughs> while i'm traveling and then my vacation's over like i didn't do anything what a waste of a vacation <laughs> well that's actually that was my what i thought was gonna happen like i brought a book i brought my switch when i was gone for work during the last week yeah. it's like oh man i'm gonna get through so much of stars of hope and get through these books i've been meaning to read literally did not turn on my switch once didn't even turn on the tv <laughs> in my hotel room i was like i got home from work home i got back to the hotel from work and then just continued to work until i I was like had to go to bed so yeah it was just an insane week of just crazy amount of work so i did not do any of that yeah exactly they're all all those these wasted opportunities um i need to just take a vacation and not do anything except um stay home i thought about doing that and then just like yeah for sure watching tvs and playing games but then just doing something else like I've always wanted to learn how to pickle cucumbers and just sit and watch oh. a jar of cucumbers for a whole week pickle. Well, don't watch it, but yeah, um, my mother-in-law can help you out with that. Is, they pickle all kinds is of Is that things. an expression? A, a watch jar won't pickle? It is now. Just like a watch pot won't boil? Yeah. <laughs> a watch flower won't bloom? Speaking of all of that, if you hear a weird noise in the background, uh, my wife is making a giant pot of veggie stew, which is boiling. So uh, very strange that you brought up those very specific things. Um, Good. Well, we'll schedule uh, Ryan's pickling lessons with your mother-in-law, Chewy, uh, after after recording. I'll let her know. Um, (laughs) But in the meantime, we have a whole multiverse to talk about, um, because we got to talk about... Uh, what's this movie called? Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Colon Quantumania. Um, uh, yeah, let, let's, let's get into it. spoilers for that movie, Quantumania, and the MCU at large. Because um, yeah, that's how things things go. That's how they work. And all other multiverses. Spoilers for the multiverse. All other variations <laughs> of our reality. Spoilers for it. Um, actually, that's not true. This isn't even about the multiverse so much as about the quantum realm. So, well, it's about it's about both. Quantum realm. But I I, I assumed you were yeah. warning other multiverses about, you know, the canon of our multiverse. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, they that would be a fair warning. Verse. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe podcasts transcend. You know, podcasts transcend mul- the the multiverse barrier. Anyways, uh, spoilers for all of that. Um, but uh, Ryan, I think you're the one who's going to recap what happened in this wacky adventure into the quantum verse. Here I go. Last time on Ant Man, <laughs> we had just rescued Grandma Ant Man from the quantum realm, and she's rejoined the Lang. Grandma Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, that's her name, Grandma Ant Man, as portrayed by Michelle Pfeiffer. Um. In other universes, she's portrayed by Kate Blanchett, and Hell is played by <laughs> yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Is that a fact? It's uh, Jodie Foster probably plays. Oh play- man, Jody can Foster we get Jodie Foster into the MCU? 
I mean, we're going to run out of actors eventually. I mean, we, we, we are going to run out of We actors. have actually, in a way, we have. We have sort of reusing a exactly, few. Exactly. We've recycled some. Michelle Yeoh is in it twice, I know. She's in the MCU twice. Um, really? She's yeah. in Shang-Chi. She's in the whatever that weird dimension is of that town, that small village yeah. that they oh, go yeah, to. I forgot about that. <laughs> and she's also in the Guardians 2, like the old Guardians squad, whatever. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. I guess okay. Chris Evans isn't. I mean, I guess Fantastic Four isn't technically MCU, right? So no, but, no, that he's yeah, he's too fine. He skates by, but I feel like there's at least one other person, but I can't recall yeah, right I think now. There so, is. um, anyways, <laughs> carry my Ant Man. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and and so they're you know they're living, they're doing all right, they're doing okay. Scott Lang, Ant Man, is kind of just living his life, just doing his thing. Um, when his daughter invents a device to tap into the quantum realm and like do stuff with it, and Grandma Ant-Man is like, no, don't do that, but it's too late, and they get sucked into the quantum realm, where they kind of get split up. Scott and his daughter get kind of teamed up or hooked up with this, this group of ragtag rebels, where Grandma and Grandpa Ant-Man meet Bill Murray, and he tells them that that Kang is in control of the quantum realm. Okay. And well, anyway, they, they, everyone gets attacked in their separate little storylines. Um, the rebels with Scott and his daughter, Leslie, Les, Le, something daughter, Ant-Man. Is that her? Try again. Uh, ba- baby. Like Leslie Ant-Man. doesn't sound right. <laughs> Aunt baby. Aunt baby. Aunt girl. Aunt, that Aunt girl. Aunt girl. Um, but it's not Leslie's not her name. I don't know. No, I don't know her name. It's Cassie. 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 I was close. <laughs> yeah, you, you really were. <laughs> Leslie Mann could maybe also make a good grandma Ant-Man. No, she's too young. Yeah, she's too, she could just be a mom. I, I, I really, yeah, I was really feeling aunt, like, uh, and you know, aunt, aunt, aunt. Ooh, she'd aunt. be a, she'd be an alternate version of the, uh, of the, uh, the Ant-Man's ex-wife character. Uh, uh, Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That would be. Yeah, she's the alternate Judy Greer. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this alternate casting we're doing. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, this this team of rebels they get attacked by um, Kang's forces and they're forced to kind of fight back and flee. Um, there's a whole cast of characters that I won't mention because they're not important. Um, but but uh, yeah, so they including Hope. Van Dyne. Yeah. Or Hope Payne, I mean. Um, Hope Van Dyne. Who's Hope Van Dyne? Hope is Wasp. is Wasp Lady. Oh, that's her other name. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, they kind of do some stuff. They, they're running around, they're fighting, and they kind of escape. But at some point, we learn that um, uh, Grandma Ant-Man, when she was previously in the quantum realm 30 years ago, she was actually kind of befriended King and helped him repair his ship that he had apparently had like crashed, landed in the quantum realm. Um, anyway, but she eventually learns that he actually was exiled there by other Kings in the multiverse because he was too dangerous and he had, you know, destroyed all kinds of different universes and he's basically a bad man. So she uh, destroys his means of escaping the quantum realm and then she 
as we know, eventually escapes the quantum realm too. But now she's she's returned to the quantum realm and Kang's in charge and that's bad news for her. And uh, through the course of all this, Scott and his daughter Cassie get kidnapped and Kang forces Scott to uh, go essentially fix his power, the power core of his ship to escape the quantum realm. That's his whole agenda. So Scott agrees to it because his daughter's life is at risk. So he does it. He does that, comes back. Um, Kang is preparing to escape. He teams up with all of the rebels and just everyone in the quantum realm to defeat Kang. They all attack the Kang base. Um, if you've seen Aquaman, just imagine that crazy fight scene. That's what's happening here. It just, you know. But not underwater. But not underwater. It's under a microscope yeah. because it's small. <laughs> uh, and they do defeat him. And they get out of the quantum realm. And that's that's basically it. Uh, there's a post credit scene that we learned there's more Kangs, but we already knew that. And then there's a post-post-credit scene. This is another Kang. Don't forget that. Uh, oh, yes. There's another post-post-credit scene where it's like, now we're talking about the Loki show, where Loki's hunting down deviants, or variants, and it... That's Eternals. Gosh, dang it. Um, <laughs> and they're all in the old timies, and they find a Kang in the old timies America, and he's like talking about making inventions and they're like oh who is this guy we gotta get him yeah we get it we've seen loki all right we know we've seen loki and it already told us about king where do you know what's up all right but now this one's telling us about king for for loki it's it's like a ouroboros okay uh maybe that metaphor doesn't work but you know what i'm saying no, it's fine. I, I just like the word Ouroboros, so I'm going to let it slide. Yeah, anytime I can use that, uh, which is anytime. I can say it you whenever I want. You can say it anytime you want, Sean. <laughs> no, was saying you can't. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, right? That That's everything. Uh, viewers will f- fully understand as they're trying to watch this podcast and being very frustrated. But listeners will even have a better understanding of what happened. Um yeah, because I skipped over so, all the parts that don't matter. Exactly. Basically, they get sucked into the quantum realm. They beat the bad guy and they get out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's you it. also you also skipped over the, the part that matters to the absolute most, and it's the uh, it's 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 the subject of our uh, thumbnail for this episode. Oh yeah. Well, it's Mr. Egg. that is true. It's, it's, it's worth Egg. mentioning. It's worth mentioning him at the it's very It's Mr. Eggman briefly. Baby Legs. Yeah, I suppose he was the most entertaining part of the movie. Um, yeah, Modok was in the movie, and it was the bad guy from the first Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, that that was everyone remembers surprise. him, right? And he became an Avenger. <laughs> he did. At least <laughs> he right. died an Avenger. Yes, that, that that was genuinely funny. I, uh, yeah, no, I was yeah. cracking it. We're getting into the discussion. Oh, we got to yeah, properly right. close Let's, this. Well, segment. first, before right. we talk I, about I, the I, movie <laughs> in any relevant way, we have to say how much we loved it. Yeah, on a scale of Marriott to die with it because we love it so much. <laughs> where do we? Where does this fit? Um, 
All right, well, I guess I'll go first and then whatever. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I I think after... So also, you haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania unless you've seen it in its original English with Spanish subtitles in Mexico. Because um, uh. I saw it in Mexico. Ooh, that's fun. Um, it was fun. And uh, it's uh, El Hombre... El Hombre de Hormiga, I think, is Ant. Ooh. Like, yeah. So, uh-huh. did you notice any translation foibles like I did with um, Sonic in French? Uh, I probably did at the time. I can't remember off the top of my head. There's always translation foibles where, like, in the small things, like you know, someone a character says "come on," but in Spanish is translated as like, "okay, let's come come walk with me" or something. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. slight very you know, those types of things. I'm sure. I yeah, those are I I love those little things because it's like, oh, yeah, does yeah. that like is that the same like meaning? Just yeah, like exactly. from downtown, I'm making a three pointer. I just I, I <laughs> yeah. think about that all the time. It's so funny to me. <laughs> um. So anyway, <laughs> so yes, in a Mexican theater, I think it enhanced the viewing experience. No, uh, I think I walked out of the movie enjoying it more than kind of I have on retrospect thinking about it more. Um, I, I, it was a lot of fun. There were a lot of parts and aspects of this film I like, but there was a lot of just kind of like mushy messiness that I don't think really worked. Um, I I want to like I wanted to like it more because of the things that I did like. Um, of those, we get in more detail, but I I like Paul Rudd a, a lot in this. I like the ending a lot. I like Modoc. I like actually a lot of some of the characters I was surprised to like as much as I did. And other characters were kind of a disappointment. But um, this probably is a middle to eh, lowish of the MCU. I don't think it deserves as much hate as it's getting. And by hate, I just mean bad reviews, which is not the same thing as hate. So I shouldn't say hate, but it's just been, you know, getting critical reviews. Um, that being said, it's not great. Um I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you guys liked it and will pull me upwards, or maybe you guys hated it and will pull me downwards. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. What did you guys think? Chewy, what about you? Ryan, what about you? Okay. Oh, Ryan, what about you? <laughs> um, I think I had maybe the opposite experience of Sean. Not necessarily opposite, okay. but just watching it, I was like, ooh, yay, shoving popcorn into my face. Ooh, ooh, fun, fun. <laughs> yeah. I didn't actually eat popcorn in this movie, but it's a metaphor for the audience. <laughs> spiritual popcorn. It's spiritual Another popcorn. version of you was eating popcorn. Yes, and I could taste it in the back of my mouth um you were dreaming of yourself eating popcorn watching ant-man back of your mouth is not where you want popcorn it gets all yeah it got hot and maybe that's why i didn't like the movie as much as i wish i did um (laughs) but uh yeah so i was yeah like i was saying as i was watching it i was enjoying it i was eating up and then it was like as as soon as i left the theater i was like oh started thinking about the movie and i was like wait what happened wait what was this movie what was going on in this movie was it just a big CGI mess? Yeah. And so... I, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I definitely didn't hate it. And I enjoyed the watching experience. But it was not mm-hmm. very good. And it was definitely the... As far in terms of the Ant-Man movies, them yeah. completely giving up the guise of Ant-Man being the the off the wall, goofy, fun, you know, version of the MCU universe. It, it's now, this is just 
this was just a, uh, another brick to build their phase five um, agenda. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. didn't, it didn't really stand on its own. And stop shoving your agenda down. <laughs> and I get it. You got to build it, but I'll, and I'm going to have more comments on that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I feel like the for the first two, especially with like the them going into the first one with it being like, oh, this is going to be the Edgar Wright goof, goofiness. And the second one, I think there is still a lot of that DNA and it being kind of kind of bonkers. But this one, I think they completely gave that up and said, nah, there'll be some comedy just like there isn't any of our MCU things. But yeah, don't, this isn't, we're not even going to try to make this the goofiness that the previous entries were. So anyway, so I have mixed feelings. Overall, this is definitely very much on the bottom half um, Mm. of my rankings. So, Chewy, real fast, I just thought of a good way to kind of summarize. So, as I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I think this is this is my favorite Ant-Man. I think I like this way more than the other two. After watching it and thinking about it more, it is now my, it's my least favorite Ant-Man. Hmm. Um, does, if that kind of summarizes a little bit of my thoughts and stuff okay. and changing of the thoughts. Anyways, but now... Now it's your turn. Now you have to tell us okay. what you thought. Well, I had I have my issues with this movie, um, which I'll get into specifically. That being said, none of them were enough to ruin the movie for me. I loved it. I I, I seriously I I absolutely loved this movie, and uh, I was laughing the entire time. So was the entire theater. I don't understand where the hate's coming from. Um, I your your points about it being you know the the multiverse and the story building and having the agenda. Yeah, sure, whatever. I think that this tonally fit perfectly. I think if it weren't for all the MCU stuff, I think it's a perfect trilogy capper. I think the tone is great. I loved some of the really, really goofy stuff in it. I just thought it was a lot of fun. And um, I don't know. I loved it. I really did. <laughs> I really did. I've been, I keep trying to go back and see it again. And I keep not being able to. But um, yeah, I wasn't, well, sure. Cool, I, was, I wasn't sure how you guys were going to feel about it. And we didn't talk about this beforehand at all. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm unapologetically like a huge fan of this movie. And it, I would say middle to top half for the overall MCU rankings for me. Um, I would say I liked it more than the second Ant-Man. Um, but that first one still is like in a sweet spot where it's like, ah, yes, this is a unique flavor here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I knew I, I think part of the Ryan, you were saying that the second one has a little bit more of that DNA. I was thinking about that, about how different this one is, and I was thinking, is it maybe just because the second one is also a heist film that takes place in San Francisco, and maybe that's why it feels so similar to, you know, but if you go in knowing, like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a quantum realm adventure, then, yeah, I, I don't know, I, this worked for me, and I've, I've, like I said, I have my complaints, but I'm, nothing could, nothing could take away my love for this movie, that being said. Cool. That's let's great. let's get into it. Well, I was gonna say now, so you can maybe pull us upwards, or hopefully we don't pull you down downwards. It doesn't sound like we can't or will. Um, but I do like. I think, and it sounded like Ryan to an extent too. Completely understand that idea of what you're saying of being just super fun, especially yeah. like as we were watching it. For sure, I was having a great time when I was watching it. It was, it was very entertaining. Like, I won't say the entire film. There were even there were parts. That I was like, eh, 
and and we'll get to some of that stuff. But for the most part, I was enjoying. Oh yeah, for sure. Pretty much the whole thing in the moment, like kind of watching it, and I think that is that's uh, inarguably, you know, a, a good thing. For and, sure. You know, a, a good aspect of it. Um, well, where to start? Where to start? Um, I think I mean well, we could yeah. start with our positives or our negatives. I have a list of both. Well, let's go to positives. Let's start off strong with the positives. What, what what's what was some of your favorite? What uh, were some of your favorite things? Okay, so if I think of this as a trilogy capper, I think, mm. I think that the climax of this movie, being that there are millions of Paul Rudds acting as ants, is the best thing that could ever happen in this series. <laughs> I was I was laughing so hard of all the Paul Rudds creating like an ant mound and climbing on top of each other and just I yeah. I never knew that the th- exact thing I needed in my life was just a million Paul Rudds running around on a movie screen. Uh, that to me tonally is perfectly in line with this series. Um, I will say that was that sequence that scene was definitely a highlight. I I like that sequence a lot. I thought yeah. it was. A lot of fun. I liked uh, I liked the monster that kept asking about holes, and all I liked I liked all the um, all the when they get to that like uh, rebel camp or whatever it is. There's all these weird little creatures. It, it reminded me of the first time I saw Star Wars, and they go into the cantina, and I'm like, oh, what's that thing? What's that yeah. thing? Oh, that guy's broccoli. What's that thing? And I know that's not the first time they've done that in the MCU, but. Paul Rudd is the difference for me here. Paul Rudd sure. being the the fish out of water in this particular part of the MCU is what made it work and just is really funny. Um, and on that note, MODOK. Oh my god, MODOK mm. is one of my favorite things that they've done in recent years. Um, I've always thought this is a character that should never ever be in the MCU. <laughs> yeah. There's no way they can do it. There's no way that anybody could take it seriously. And you know what? Guess what? We don't have to. Yeah. Because it's an Ant-Man. No. It's perfect. Um, uh, just curious. Have, curious. Have you, have either of you seen the MODOK show? No, I, I have I've not. Been, I've been meaning to, but no, I haven't seen it. And it's not supposed to be the same MODOK, right? It's it's a different thing. I don't, I don't like, really know anything about it. I, I don't either. I'm pretty sure it's an entirely different like thing. So I, I'm just curious. I, not that it it's not affecting my judgment. I because I agree with you. Modok here is great, and a lot of people who are complaining feel like they're just like nerdy, dumb fanboys who just the the, the complaint. That's not what Modok's like. Like what? The the complaint I see most about Modok, and also a lot about the movie in general, is the, is the poor CGI. You know, comparisons to sure. Spy Kids three, and I'm just like I'm not willing to have that conversation. I I, I think I brought this up in whatever the last. Uh, Marvel movie we talked about but like just the the politics behind the studio and the poor working conditions and all that stuff like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and complain about the quality of the CGI when I know what is like more or less going on behind the scenes so yeah uh, that I'm, I'm I'm putting that out of my brain just like I I can enjoy a really good video game that has good gameplay and is fun if the graphics aren't top level ultra processing everything like yeah whatever is it, is it fun cool i'm all right it's good it's okay let's move on there's worse I, I i agree with you and i don't so just while we're on this topic i agree i'm not i don't think we need to criticize uh the graphic artists or anything but i do think it's fair to criticize how something looks and by which i mean take for example the ant-man where it's mini ant-man 
Paul, millions of Paul Rudds, right? Yeah. That is no arguing a CGI fest in the literal oh, sense, right? It's yeah. all CGI. But that look, that's great. It's imaginative. Right. It's fun. Mm. It's evocative. It's unique. The stuff that I am complaining about when I say CGI fest, I'm talking about some of the other aspects of it in the climax, where it's just generic looking, yeah. uh, you know, robot fighting explosion things. I'm not saying that the people who worked on it suck or anything i'm just saying that to me it's not as exciting because it looks more bland and less it's less imaginative and even to go a step further again i think it's fair to criticize something because the studio knows what they're doing i could criticize the studio for okay if you don't understand time management and production management then maybe you shouldn't be making a movie that requires six billion hours of cgi work that you're trying to stuff into two weeks. I could criticize. I feel like it's fair to criticize the studio for that decision without blaming oh, that's, artists. Oh, that's totally fair. But I think my criticisms of the studio, if I'm going to get into that and I'm going to get into criticisms of Disney as a whole, like it's going to be really hard for me to say po- anything positive about anything that they made. Sure, yeah. I, I guess I'm just saying that like, I, the C, I agree. I don't think the CGI being maybe not, the, not Avatar 2 is a like a point of criticism that right. I think is a super like important thing or a hill anyone's going to die on unless you're I don't know. Well, a well to weirdo, your po- to your point about how, you know, this thing's imaginative and this thing isn't. Yeah. I think I will agree with that because um there's a lot of shots of them like on cliff sides with like like CGI visualizers in the background and there's a lot of that in um in uh, multiverse of madness and yeah. a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. in loki we're starting to see a lot of that kind of stuff and it's starting to, yeah it's starting to get and samey because sa- Guardi- exactly. guardians of the galaxy came out and that was the first time we saw a lot of that cosmic stuff now we're like okay yeah, yeah we get it there's weird corners of the mcu and it looks yeah. weird and colorful and there's colorful things and it's yeah. swirly that is starting to lose its effects and so and i'm talking more about like the really bad takes of like like just saying like oh this looks rushed this looks bad and it's like you know i i loved how modok looked <laughs> yeah yeah, I, yeah I, no i agree yeah yeah agree. the fact that you know people are saying that he looks like george lopez from spy kids 3 that's a plus to me yeah i, I think it helps <laughs> that he looks I, 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 wanna, an, I, I think wanna, with Modoc, it's intentional yeah, to a certain degree <laughs> exactly i think it, that was it does sort of look like you just took an image and it kind of stretched it just like an, <laughs> yeah. which i think it's supposed to look like that he is but yeah that's like yeah. anytime he was on the screen my entire the audience i was watching it with was just cracking up the entire time yeah. oh yeah I, so it, that's proof that it worked right like it just he, they are it, in on that exactly. joke that's not like... yes exactly thank you they're in on that joke and i it it it, it irritates me anytime people have a take that doesn't like speak to that that they, they don't get it like you, you know what yeah. i mean and i feel i just felt ridiculous saying you, you just don't get modok i mean I, <laughs> if you don't like that joke or you don't find that joke funny that's fair but i don't think you could like critic yeah. like i don't think it's fair to criticize that for like somehow a flaw like they right. they knew what they're doing with that i mean it also just reminds me of the simpsons joke where marge gets her face printed on oh, her yeah. t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> when, when homer and mandy the mandy episode or mindy yeah, sorry mindy. anyways uh yeah, no, the Modoc stuff looked great. I'm um, sorry, we got. To, I didn't. I don't hope didn't derail into stuff we didn't like. But well, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I, I just yeah. kind of started listing things, and we didn't. Really, yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk, spend any time on 
most of those things. But, uh, but yeah, um, uh, yeah, I liked the tome. I thought it was fun. I was, I was still smiling, thinking about it for the next like week and going, Mm -hmm. man, I, that's a, for me, this was, and I know it's not, that's the thing is that it, I, I keep seeing think pieces. I keep seeing thumbnails on all these video movie review YouTubes are like, oh, this is a bad sign for the MCU. And this is just a lot of, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get, I'm, I don't know. I'm not, I, I can't get on board with that. I, th- I feel like this is a return to form for me. Um, this is the most fun I've had watching one of these movies in a while. And I think I was expressing uh, during the Chunkies, like I can feel myself after the last handful falling off the MCU wagon uh, just because none of the last ones have really done it for me in the way that these movies used to. Yeah. And I think part of that is fatigue. Um, part of that is that a lot of the characters that we have grown to love over the years have retired. Um, and a lot of these movies are starting to look a little samey. Um, and I think that's why I think for this one, there was just enough refreshing things for me to like, Oh yeah, this is what I, this is what I want. You know, this is, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I have a lot of issues with it. Cool. Well, let's stay on the positive while we're here. Sure. Uh, yeah. you, the Paul Rudd, I mentioned earlier how much I like Paul Rudd in this. I mean, who doesn't always like Paul Rudd? Right. Uh, but I think one of the reasons, especially while, as I was watching it, I was thinking like, Oh, this is, this is my favorite Ant-Man is because in the first two, there is an element where I was like, man, I, I wanted more like Paul Rudd. I wanted more Paul Rudd being just like silly. He, it felt like he was a little too constrained and too normal mm. in the first two Ant-Man movies. And especially early on, like the first 15 minutes, I felt like, Oh yes, we're getting like just Paul Rudd, comedic Paul Rudd for a solid, like, chunk of this film and even throughout even though it's you know there's a lot of other characters and a lot of other storylines going on when it is on him i feel like it's still up until the climax i will say when we'll talk about that but for the most part him as a character interacting with other characters is pretty paul ruddy it's funny and the ending as well is one of my favorite parts of the film like post quantum realm um I just thought like they did a really good job of allowing Paul Rudd or letting Paul Rudd kind of like really just kind of, you know, eat up the scenes a little bit more than I felt he was able to in the previous um, MCU stuff. Uh, Yeah. And that's the thing is like, I, I, you know, before when I, when we all found out he was going to be in the MCU, I was like, Mm -hmm. God, that, and he's going to be Ant-Man. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like and I feel like he has lived up to all of those expectations. Every every time he pops up, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is what I signed up for. This is what I wanted. And and you told me back then, yeah, Ant-Man 3 is going to have a scene where he's it, he's literally a pile of ants and it's all like I was like, oh god, that's that's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. It's making me want to cry thinking about it. It's it's incredible. It's I'm getting emotional thinking about that scene. I it was just full of so much joy watching it, um, and I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. Is like, and I think a lot of my takes on movies and TV shows recently is like, how happy does this make me? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, I just I think I think given the hell worlds that we live in, I think I think that that for me buys a lot of goodwill is like how how much fun am i having and you know i rec- i recognize that that's my my stance and that's my perspective on things but 
it certainly goes a long way to buy me buy goodwill with me. Um, no, I agree. Um, also, just shout out to I think you should leave weird old. Yeah, guy that was my that... favorite part of the movie. Cof- <laughs> the coffee man. <laughs> yeah, the coffee man. Uh, great yeah. Spider Man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I really liked that they made um, Grandma Ant Man Michelle Pfeiffer like almost the second oh, yeah. main character of the movie. Like I really I, I almost yeah. could have used more because when when she had that mm-hmm. whole little segue, um, you know, flashback sequence with with Kang, I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is this is really cool. Yeah. Like she's really yeah. holding a lot. You know, she's taking a lot of, of of the screen space and making me feel like, oh, there's this whole past and really fleshing out maybe yeah. the history of the quantum realm. I, I could have really used more of that because it just kind of ended up being kind yeah. of like a, a one note, two night kind of thing. But yeah. regardless, I think I think she was really good. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I loved how much they focused on her and even Hank, like Michael Douglas. I liked I mean, yeah. honestly, I felt like. Between them and Paul Rudd, they were the draw. Like in terms of our heroes and yeah. kind of like established characters, I like hope was hope in this movie. Well, it's like so I was just gonna to say it's a, it's a double edged sword because yeah, the you know one of the characters shares half of our title, Wasp, right. yeah. and she is in it for all of five minutes and which sucks because i I actually really like her character but she's in it for so very little and they end up introducing all of these tertiary characters that just eat up screen time and i'm like i get it it's the quantum realm there's all these crazy characters but we have hank and janet or whatever and they're so interesting i want more of them get make them the main characters or you know second to scott and and just and and then Mm -hmm. of course you have cassie which I can't like diminish her because that's sort of a, a big yeah. emotional and, and you know uh, narrative arc of the whole thing. But man, she also eats up screen time that I kind of wish was spread yeah. elsewhere. So it, yeah, well, you know, yeah, she's just one of in a chain of they're introducing younger female yeah. versions of all the original Avengers for whatever they're going to oh, do. True. And I think that she's the she is the Wasp now. That's kind that of could, how yeah, I, I, could see that. I, I I mean, I honestly, I, I don't mind. I, I like her all right. She wasn't my favorite part of the movie, and I agree. I wish some of her time was spent on some of the other characters. But I think kind of touching a little bit on the ending and some of my issues I had overall is I wish they were a little bit more bold in how they chose to end things in that it felt like every it was too safe of an ending. Yeah. I wanted a, a f- for them to like, this is going, you know, Ant Man three. This is definitely bigger and more at stake and bigger scale than any of the other ones. Yeah. I kind of wanted some more repercussions. Yeah. I, I would have liked to. Well, I would have liked to see, you know, Hank or someone die, or Hope or whoever. But it would have been like, oh man, yeah. Now there's a there's weight to this. King is a threat, right. and now it makes sense for I, I, Cassie I have to a, be a focus. I'm sorry, so. I have a lot of thoughts about the ending. But mm-hmm. you guys went over, you guys touched on like four or five points that I want to expand upon. Mm-hmm. You guys are going really fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, with Cassie, um, in Ant-Man 2, there's that scene where um, where they're playing in the tent in the attic. Yeah. And and she's like, maybe I can be your partner. And he laughs and he's like, she's like, why are you laughing? I'd be a great partner. I love that that this is add that to the list of reasons why I think this is a good quote trilogy yeah. capper. There's a lot of little payoffs from the first two movies 
the Baskin Robbins thing comes back and um yeah. and there's that. But I also okay, so so there's that. I've mentioned that and that's why I to me I read this as a um you know, it, it, there's a lot about lost time in this movie, particularly because um Janet is stuck in the quantum realm forever and it's it's driven mm. Hank crazy. But then, you know, Scott Lang has lost time with his daughter because he comes out of the quantum realm from during the blip and she's older now. And mm-hmm. so she's lost all these years of her childhood. And so I like that this is a payoff with that. They're going on adventures together. And I think that's a, a nice, cool, fun little plot device to allow them to kind of speed it up. Like, okay, let's, let's get to that. Let's jump to that. We know it's going to happen. Let's actually have that. Um, and then, yeah, you guys mentioned Kang and Janet. Um, now here's something I was thinking about. I, I wonder how I would have felt about all those scenes early where they're fleshing out this backstory that I was like, I never even considered like, like, yeah. Okay. Janet has such little to do in the second movie. Um, because once, once they get her out they're they're already in the middle of the climax of the movie and they're like, yay, you're out. Hey, you're back. Yay. Hugs, hugs. Okay. We have stuff to do, but anyway, moving on, we got, we got stuff to do. There's bad guys and car chases to happen. And I like that they got to slow down with that character and give her the time. And I never even through all the hubbub of the first, the second movie considered like, yeah, what was she doing that whole time? Because that's a long time for her to be in the right. in the uh, yeah. quantum realm, and they actually first things first is like, hey, we're gonna address that. And I'm like, cool mm-hmm. movie. I didn't even think to address that. That's great. Yeah. But the thing I, I wanted to bring up was that, um, what would that stuff be like if you hadn't seen Loki? If you didn't already know that Kang is the sinister thing that should be feared and is foreboding? Because I don't know about you, but like all those scenes made me feel like a sense of foreboding right but if i didn't know anything about that guy you know would yeah. that change the viewing experience of this movie is something that i was wondering and i think that's something interesting i think there's something there i don't know what is there but there's sure. something there to talk about um so i know what the throw those on the pile those are things that i i found to be positives about the movie um and yeah i just really think that they did a good job of calling back to a lot of the things in the first two. Um, there's some other things. Yeah, that's stuff I think I don't think I fully appreciated. Um, at least not so specifically. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. There's probably a lot more payoffs or just, you know, um, extensions of things that were in the first two that, yeah, I think that is a good point. That's a good job of them really tying it all together and making it feel like a... Yeah, because I, I kind of feel like you know, Ant-Man exists in this weird little throwaway corner that's goofy yeah. comedy and it almost feels like what you you go okay you compare this to like i don't know the, the black panther movies or whatever it doesn't feel like it is it, it almost it almost feels like they treat this like it does it's not worth as much of the yeah. um of the uh the 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 time that you would spend on important things like it, it almost yeah. feels like it's not important enough to to do those kind of things that makes movies good and that's one of the reasons why I want to watch it again so much is because mm. I just like, I don't know. I've seen those first two movies so many times that I, they, yeah. they were just screaming out at me. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, but anyway, can just pick it up. <laughs> um, so uh, 
Well, we were talking about Janet and everything we were saying. Um, generally, we all really appreciated like Michelle Pfeiffer and how much, how big a role she is. And all that stuff is, yeah, I agree. It's great. But one of my biggest issues from just a character and story point of view with the film does have to do with her. It's heavily involved her. And that is, it just, we've seen this in a million times. So it's somewhat of a, whatever, a trope that I, I yeah. but I just felt like they, it was done here so sloppily. That is the, I can't explain yes. things God. right now. Mm. You just have to, mm-hmm. I was just like, shut I know. up, I... you idiot. Just say it. What? Why would you? There's nothing that you could say is cha- that will change the trajectory of anything. It is so, it is so transparent that it is just you want to wait to have a reveal for the audience. There's no yeah, reason. It's so bad. And, it, and the loops, the leaps, the gymnastics they were having to have her do made me like so frustrated no, it, with. It wasn't even her because again I liked her, but just no, the writing. It, from like, minute what on. minute five into the movie, she's she's like, yeah. oh, I can't tell you about the quantum realm. I was like, oh my god, are you serious right now? Like you're gonna do this to me, movie? The the oldest yeah. trope that Matt, I know you also hate of characters not yeah. simply explaining. Yeah, sit down and let's have a conversation. Like literally, the, the conversation would take ten minutes of your life. And the thing is, I, I get they tried to pull this angle where she felt guilt. But she had literally nothing to feel guilt about. I now, exactly was my bigger issue. Yes. I think that she has nothing. Now I understand if she went through trauma and she doesn't want to relive that. But when so, it's a case of like your family's lives are at stake, and no, not just the lives. way they're framing that whole story is that she is guilty for what she done. And but if she, she's there's nothing she has to feel guilt. If for. she is literally the wife of Hank Pym, who has you know the power over. Yeah time and space and is Scott Lang who is a Avenger yet she knows that there is this guy that she was intimate with or, or you know not in that sense but just you know yeah um, well I don't know yeah. maybe Bill Murray <laughs> no although I don't know I, I, I think well, okay 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 let me stay focused here so yeah stay focused she would inform them hey I know you guys are keeping track of probably hundreds of uh, uh, planetary threats or even galactic threats. Here's one more. Let me right. tell yeah. you everything I know. Okay, so she doesn't want to do that. Now, Sean, you mentioned maybe she has some trauma she has to get over. That's good. That's good. That's good writing meat yeah. you can seek your teeth into. Yeah. But here's where I think they really missed an opportunity is that if she did what she did knowing who can yes. Yeah, that's exactly what oh my god that is ex- my exact same thought yeah. i had and absolutely and that, that was my one of my biggest takeaways or just like things of this movie that i was like oh my god that was such a missed opportunity because then yes. that's why she's withholding this information i would never are you kidding that yes. would i was so i was it would add so much to her exactly. character and so much depth and maturity yes. so and and not to I, we bring up this movie a lot, but not without good reason, and that is The Last Jedi. So Last Jedi is we hear Luke uh, or Kylo goes crazy, right? We get that simple story, and we're like, okay, yeah, we think it's clear, right? Yeah. Kylo's the bad guy, and Luke was just a good teacher and stuff. But what happens? We get more depth to that story. We get, oh, it's not as simple as that. Yeah. And, oh, Luke 
isn't just like he's jaded. He actually has some guilt. Yeah. He feels like he did something wrong. And it's not that he is a monster and Luke tried to kill someone. It's a, it's a mix. It's a gray area. Right. And, he's you human. know, that, like imagine something like that with Janet where like after she sees those visions of Kang being this conqueror, for a couple little while longer, she kind of continues with the plan and helps him because she knows it'll help her get home. And that is a valid reason to not want yeah. to talk about something. She, and the guilt is exactly with like that. she was selfish enough to say like I I want to get back yeah. to my family. And it could even be like a thing where it's it's like a selfish altruistic thing where she wants to return to her family because because sure, of yeah. her family. But she still did what she did knowing what she knew. Uh, yeah. And I think that would have been, so, like you said, Sean, so much more extra depth and maturity to her character and just to the overall story. It would have added a lot yeah. of weight to things. I mean, it talks about the theme, the whole yeah. theme of like, Scott, like you, you you can't just help when you're in trouble, Scott. Like you have to help, you know, it's important to help people even when it doesn't have to do with you. And that I think would have played perfectly into that theme of her benefiting herself at the cost of others and all this. I, again, I... W- you know, we talk about this sometimes a lot too, is, you know, we can't judge the film for what we wanted it to be per se. Um, so I, I'm not completely holding that aspect of the, it against the film. I just think it would have been a more interesting aspect, but I will hold the just lazy yes. trope aspect of it against the film of her just constantly going, no, I can't tell you. And then when she does reveal it to them, there's no reason why she does at the yeah. time. There's not like a moment that just like spurs her to do it. It's yeah. just like, oh, we're at the point of the film where we need to, we need yeah. to let the audience It's just know like of all the times they ask her. And it, it's, it's funny because it's almost yeah. like they're asking the audience to be aggravated by this because they keep bringing <laughs> yeah. it up. And there was like one yeah. time where they're like flying away on the cruiser and Hank's like, hey, tell me what happened. She's like, no, I can't tell you. And then they like sit in silence for 40 minutes while they just drive to the next location. Like, you, you could have told us there was time. No, there's no time. I can't tell you now. This was uh, this yeah. was on my list of uh, of negatives. And I it, I don't think it bothered me as much as it bothered you guys. Well, definitely didn't because uh, I'm not angry and screaming. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but it was something that crossed my mind. I was like, okay, they're doing the thing. The thing that I hate, and I'm going to say, okay, as an audience member, I already know that Kang is evil. Sure. And yeah. so that's going to be the thing. And I don't know how much of like, I don't know when they reveal this, I don't know if it, how involved she will, will have found out that she was with this guy and how mm-hmm. much she went along with the stuff. But I knew that, okay, that's what this is going to be. And I was like, okay, the reason she's not telling them is because she's ashamed of something. Like you guys said, she didn't have anything to be ashamed of. That's not really how shame works. Like, you know, how, like when you, people have irrational thoughts and they have irrational emotions. Like that's what they are. They are irrational. Um, yeah. And people spend time in therapy discussing these things and trying to unlearn toxic mindsets. So like, I'm like, okay, I can justify it in my mind that way. Like, yeah, but, but the but movie doesn't but, give us those arguments. No, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. Yeah. So for me, I was like, uh, okay, all right. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to move on from this. Like, it, it wasn't enough to ruin everything for me, but it was like, uh, yeah, no, this is I, I lazy, also, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it needed more screen time, is the thing. Um, yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, that, that so, so yeah, I, I agree with those points. It wasn't, an, it didn't detract as much for me as I think it did for you guys, but it also mm-hmm. leads me to another thing is that, like, one of my bigger down, one of my things I was disappointed by were things that weren't in the movie, and those were some of the 
the the side characters from the first two, particularly yeah. yes. the ex cons. Yes. Yeah, Michael Payne. But yes. also, but also, um, Judy Greer, uh, yeah. Cassie's mom. They reference her. They reference her, and I was like, oh man, that would be great. I I think this movie might have benefited from some kind of um, uh, I want to say B plot, but you know, there's a storyline happening in the real world. Yeah, where, like, we thing. need we need the ex-cons to operate to be in the control room while they're down in the sure. in the thing yeah. or whatever. Some kind of yeah. they're in the building, they don't get sucked in. But they're like, "Oh shoot, they got sucked in. Uh let, how do yeah. we turn this computer on? Can we see them? Can we communicate with them?" That would have yeah. been the guys in the chair basically. Yeah, I would have I was yeah, thinking I the same thing. They or, would have been he, great. Yeah, or he sends a message from the quantum realm to them to like, "We need your help. Get to the lab." Mm. Yeah, you, yeah, they do it like towards the end of the second act. Where you're like, "Oh wow, what a fun way to incorporate these right? characters!" Yeah, and um, and then you know they they dropped Judy Greer's character's name and like, yeah. she's like, "Hey, I can't get in touch with uh, Cassie. Do you guys? I've been calling Scott. I've been calling uh, Hank mm-hmm. and and Janet. I can't. I don't know where she is. Is she in jail again?" And 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 they're like trying to cover up what happened. Like the ex cons yeah. are communicating with her, you know. Th- there was a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah. But, so okay. So remember what Cassie was building, right? Yes. She was building a cartography machine. Yes. Oh yeah. For yes. the yes. quantum realm that never comes into play. With that's yeah. okay. But yeah. let's say they get the ex cons in, they use the device and say, "Hey, here's how to use the device." We. It can map out the quantum realm, and you can relay that information to us. Mm-hmm. Then what they do in the third act, rather than it being a giant CGI cluster war, yeah. instead, what is it? It's a heist. That's yeah. what Ant-Man yeah. does. He is a thief. Yeah. He says, okay, yeah. King, you made me use my skills yes. to go get your you know, quantum core thing. Well, guess what? I'm going to use my skills and the skills of all my friends that I've earned down here. And that can include all the rebels with their each individual unique, weird, wacky talents, along with Hank Pym, Janet, Cassie, and whatever, whoever, maybe even MODOK, whatever. And they infiltrate Kang's base with the help of the guys in the chair. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like it's like a whole Mission Impossible exactly. style. Exactly, like, and it would be full of, of hijinks and goofy and and yeah. awesome. There could be little fights and things in, in between. Yeah, you still have each character. The characters branch off and yeah. still have their own little moments and st- interactions. But I, yeah, that would like. I mean, we're yeah. we're doing some serious script doctoring and some. But sure. I think, I think that in general we needed a little bit of grounding to the real worlds. And yes. I think that would have been... The, a, in the third act, specifically, yeah. in the climax. That, that would have been a really great way to incorporate those characters. And that's, like, the one thing that keeps me from feeling like it's a good, like, a perfect trilogy topper is because we need those characters. I need to see them. I agree. Um, I agree. And, uh, and this kind of leads me into some of the things that I really did not like about the movie. Um, and, and that is, uh, well, ironically, my favorite thing about the movie was also my least favorite, and that was MODOK. Because, <laughs> because he actually he's not my least favorite. My least favorite thing about this movie is Bill Murray, um, which I so, yeah, I was I to not expecting to say. I was real excited to see Bill, yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah, he just ate it I, time. It's a bummer. It just it it just felt too like let's do Jeff Goldblum again, but they didn't. It didn't yeah. work. It look also it, they needed a pay like with a character like that you need 
he needs to be in at least two scenes, right? right? Like, you can't just have, he needs, a, like, did he die? We don't even know. It just felt like they had Bill Murray for two days of shooting, and that's what they got. And just like, well, we're going to bank on it being Bill Murray. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's exactly whatever. how I felt. I, 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 I turn to what I think is the most underrated of the Plinkett reviews, and that's the Ghostbusters 2017 review, mm-hmm. where they're talking about the scenes with Bill Murray. He shows up, and he sits down at a table, and he talks, yes. and he looks yes. like he's not interested in being in the movie at all. And then he gets up and walks out of the room, and that's the extent of his involvement with the story. And that is the exact yeah. same thing that happens in this movie. He never comes yeah. back. He's never mentioned again. They try to do, like, oh, uh, him and Janet were the... <laughs> but, like, this is a waste of time. And I'm yeah, over Bill I... Murray. I'm sorry. Like, he, he needs to start being good and having enthusiasm for his projects. You know, I get that he's he plays deadpan characters, but that's him actually not caring in the real world is not a substitution for his <laughs> yeah. characters not. He you can tell in his older works that he has enthusiasm for playing these characters who don't have enthusiasm. If that makes yeah. sense. And it, it, yeah, it yeah. it's not it's not doing and it's not working for me anymore. Bill Murray, it's time to retire, buddy. Um if you hate movies that much, Stop being in them. Well, I, but he I, likes money. Yeah. Well, sure, but I, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Although I, I would say in this movie, I think it was more just what the script had for him. Yeah, like I, I, I would blame that more than his performance. But I agree. I, in terms I would of, like, yeah, I agree. But I would, I would. Sorry, I would not be surprised if it's a little bit of a column A, column B, because I could see it something like, hey. We want to put you in the latest MCU thing. How interested? Oh yeah, but I only want to like. I feel like maybe originally in the story that character did have more to do or had another scene, but it was something where like, okay, well he's not willing to do this or he's not willing. He's not going to do right, this. Exactly. Right, exactly. Well, I, I, like Sean, I think I, I don't the, know. I, this is all speculation. Obviously, it is, but. but I think you're right. That's how. That's that's everything that came to mind when I after his scene in the movies. I was thinking yeah. about his involvement, and I was like, that's has to be what happened. And so you've got yeah. that. It's not good. It's not funny. It's enter- not entertaining. And then the movie. And then the movie. I did mo- chuckle at the Hank and uh, Janet in the. And uh, when Hank said, "Oh, there was this woman," and what do you say? There, I was with someone. I slept with someone or something. Right. I laughed yeah. at that. It was actually a Hank line. Oh right, exactly. Bill Murray, it, Bill Murray is not pulling any weight in this movie. Yeah. I could so see that needs- like they they probably should have cut that or. I mean, after you filmed it at that point, yeah. that was, they relayed too much. Yeah. There was too much exposition, I guess, to right. cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, it did, it, but they're also like, well, wait, I mean, we, we have Bill Murray. We have to use it. It's Bill Murray. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. So because this is all we stuck. got. It, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I, I don't, it's not good justification. Um, so that eats up unnecessary screen time. And as much as I loved Modoc. And I did. I really did. And he was one of my favorite things about this movie. I did let, come away going, was he necessary? Like, did we need... Like, mm, if, right. if Kang has an army, wh- why does it matter that yeah. he has uh, a, a weird-looking egghead robot guy? Like, it's just another fighter in this... It's funny, and it's good, and I like, I like it, but... Um, so, it, it, I think... I agree, and I think it actually speaks a little bit more to stuff about Kang, which I think we should talk about in a little bit. I don't want to get into that right yeah. now, but I, I think it's partially has to do more with how some of the issues with, or some of the issues I had with Kang more so than Modoc. But I agree. It did come across as like, yeah, he was great. I'm glad he's here, but also why is he? Yeah. Here? Right. No, yes, that that's, that's it in a sentence. Um, 
And I think, you know, that this little script doctoring session we just had about how we can incorporate the more Ant-Man-y things. There'd be time for that stuff if they didn't feel the need. You're already, you're already setting a movie in an entirely new setting and you have a lot of new, like interesting and weird things that you have to introduce. Then, then don't introduce things you don't have to introduce. Yeah. And uh, that would free up screen time, keep the pacing tight. And then we could have had the ex-cons and we could have had Judy Greer and we could have had a San Francisco B plot that helps ground the movie so that people are not like, ah, this is just a weird cartoon. Yeah. I think that would have actually been just a really great way. Like the more I think about it, just like a awesome way in a, like maybe not subtle, but just like in a, uh, maybe not obvious way to keep it grounded with the rest of the series, these characters, while having this insane world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyways, I mean, um, so just I'm gonna, a couple things that I don't hate, but were kind of meh for me, and I think this was kind of like kind of fleshed out a lot of maybe my uh, more uh, less enthusiastic thoughts after I saw the film and thought about it more. Mm-hmm. It's just like. And what you kind of been saying, but the characters, all the rebel characters, they were fun. They were like fun one scene characters. But then, like, I I didn't really feel it when it's like supposed to be a triumphant battle. Like yeah. the the gunny head blast head guy, he dies. Oh, I am I supposed to be sad? Like I don't care. Was he yeah. like like the whole character was the slimy whole character? He's kind of fun and funny. The cheaty character, yeah, the cheaty character, it, like. Should he have like? It felt like there were more scenes they needed for him to really anything, develop yeah. him, do anything with him. I don't know. The, just like a lot of just like let's throw half a dozen new characters that are kind of like half characters. Right, and the gen, well, you forgot about the Gentora, who is the leader of the rebels. Oh right? yeah, she I was, forgot about her. Like, you kind of, <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. You forget about her because yeah. well, not gonna lie, I did entirely forget that was the character. <laughs> well, and, he, and and the thing is, like, she it was. Like you're introduced, you're like, oh, okay, cool. She's the feisty um, yeah. uh, rebel leader. We, we're gonna get behind her. She's gonna be the emotional core, and and, and kind of the spirit of the of the mm. rebellion, and, and drive the whole thing. And and Scott will kind of be dragged along with it. But as we all just said, we all forgot about her. And here and here's the thing. <laughs> so there's there's that that scene where they. they Gentora breaks Cassie out of prison and then they go and they're kind of mm. beating up some dudes and they get to like, I guess the, the, the whatever the PSA or PCA, you know, the announcement system of King's base. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they send out a message to all of quantum land and say, Hey, we need you to, to unite and rise, rise up. up and, but who's on the microphone? Uh, Cassie. Cassie's yeah. on the microphone. <laughs> Who is Cassie? Says the rest of Quantum Realm. <laughs> Sean, this is the yeah. equivalent yeah. of Andor speaking on the loudspeaker instead of instead of Andy Serkis. Yes, yeah. completely yes. missing Absolutely. the emotional element. Yeah. That, right, a lesser writer and in, you know would have yeah. written Andor that Andor's on the microphone, right? Yeah, because this show's about him. It's his name. It has to be Andor. Well, it's Cassie's going to be the new Ant-Man, so it's got to be Cassie on the microphone, even though it's completely missing the emotional core of what that scene should have been or could have been. what that character was. And what that character was. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, However, we Um, did get a scene instead where Jentora was wielding the M-Buster, 
on her arm. So that was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, so yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so this kind of lines uh, uh, bleeds into some of the issues I had with the world building. And and I don't want to get super dumb internet picky about world building and logistics and all that junk because I don't think that's interesting or important. But there are some things in just in terms of setting up like just my investment in what's going on. And there's just uh, too many kind of like wishy-washy ambivalence to things. Um, one of the things being, um, what is the quantum realm? Yes, so, that I is a we, question I have as well. <laughs> I have that exact question. And and we were talking about earlier where it kind of feels a little too chewy. You were saying like it, it seems to blur, blend too much with a lot of the kind of cosmic MCU stuff of recent. It's just like, so is it just like another planet? Basically, it just feels like what's unique about the quantum realm. It, I didn't, I haven't seen anything more or, you know, it's just as crazy as anything in guardians of the galaxy. And, and that that's okay. I'm not saying that it needs to be an entirely wholly unique art style per se, but it would have helped. But, but maybe more importantly is okay. So the scene, the movie opens with Janet encountering Kang and she's on in the quantum realm fighting some things attacking her. Did you guys get the sense when it's flashback to those sequences and she and Kang are like that the quantum realm is like some desolate wasteland? How is it now? Like, what is it? Are there civilizations? Are there people? There are. But where did they come from? Were they there when she originally landed and Kang got there? Like these questions, I don't necessarily need a historic timeline of the quantum realm, but I just wanted to feel a little bit more coherent. Like, oh, this is an actual real place with real stakes going on. Yeah, oh, like we have. Uh, all... uh, oh, oh go ahead. No, I, I actually don't have an answer. I was just gonna like say, yeah, we have like this cheaty. Hey, cheaty, how did you get here? Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I was exiled. Like you know, get like. Oh wait, are these all like exiles from other from other, other realms? Are they all? Because... Oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. And maybe maybe there's only one quantum realm for all multiverses, and it stands outside of time or something like. Well, yeah. they, they, well did, I, they did address that. I think that. that is the impression. Yeah, they that, did it, but I don't know. They did address yeah. that it's a place divorced from space and time, which is also why I said the TVA is almost certainly there. I was expecting that they were going to reveal that. Uh, but there are a lot of shots of like cities and areas that looked like where the TVA takes place. So... I think well, like at the near the end, especially when it's like Kang's headquarters and it shows like this expansive empire. But I never got like it, so, and they're all robots, I guess. Yes. It, it just felt like the most generic form of like a evil empire that they had to set up in the second half of like not even in this film in the second half of this film, mm-hmm. right? Like, and and so I just the 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 point being that that the payoff doesn't work. The climax doesn't work for me because I don't like, it's not like the empire and star Wars were for three movies. We've been right. watching this empire Oppressing and like and... being oppressive and very specific. And we have an understanding of how they rule the galaxy. This is just like, okay, King has a built robots, I guess. And, and, and is, how is he oppressing the people? Is he oppressing? Yeah, how is he Why oppressing? Why do they not like him? Why is he at odds? Like, what is this world build the world? Yeah. Not in terms of, okay, cool. It's wacky and goofy, but, and visually wacky but what what is the social structure what is going on here like wh- why yeah uh, I, again I, I, i'm not looking for an encyclopedia no, of course dumb, like but i just a little bit more i'm gonna say there is similitude i don't need those answers right now 
And the reason why is because we know Maybe, that yeah. Kang is going to try to do what he did to, quote, our world. And we're going to see that play out. And so we're seeing the end results. Yeah. We're seeing the end result of what sure. he can do. And for me, that's the setup of like, oh, like what? Well, when he gets to our worlds, we're we're gonna see how this kind of stuff. I I think. But what I what mean, does that mean? This kind of stuff. Exactly. We we have to find out. And it's wait it's, what? It's Matrix <laughs> two. It's Matrix two syndrome. No, but I, what and, I guess what I'm saying, and I don't know, Sean, if you're saying the same thing, I guess now I'm kind of confused. But that whatever quote unquote he was doing in the quantum realm and will do in our world, the people didn't like. Yeah. What mm-hmm. was that? Yeah, that's what Chewie is saying. We don't, don't know. But but for the movie inside of itself to make yeah. sense, we have to be on board with the agenda yeah. of the rebels because we don't like that's our fair. bad guy. No, that, and I don't know fair. what that is. So I can't be on board. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, Chewie, that like, and I think there's an element that could have potentially been clever that, and we'll maybe see if that pays off a little bit better and maybe give some context to this. But I think just kind of evaluating or just kind of viewing this film now as it is, that's where I feel it's a lack is lacking is that it's just like, I, 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 and, and I think it would have, a lot of those things could have been solved with what you were talking, what we've been talking about. If we didn't make it a big CGI robot lord of the rings style battle at right. the end we didn't need that make it a heist make it more personal king doesn't need to have a gigantic empire that means nothing right like why did he build his an threat empire? is Isn't more personal he, like all powerful like i don't i don't really i didn't also understand what king was or what his powers were or any, anything so yeah about maybe king. it's good time to kind of dive more into king so in general i like Jonathan Major's portrayal of this character a lot. Me too. I, I actually he, loved him. I, I like. I wanted yeah. again another character. I wanted more of. Yeah, I the my questions and my kind of hesitation are more about. Um, I don't even know how to say it, but just his motivations. I guess maybe that's a yeah. uh, one way to put it. It's not just motivations, but that is an element yeah. of it, and, and just like. I don't know how like so the obvious comparisons are going to be to Thanos, right? Because that's the big bad, and we're building through that, and and that's fair. Um, Thanos was interesting though, because we didn't see Thanos until the climax of the buildup, right? We had gone through literally three phases of hinting at Thanos, and we didn't know his motivations for all that because he was never the main antagonist of any of the MC- individual MCU things, right, right. right? So we didn't need to know his individual motivations in any given film. We just knew he was there was a lurking darkness presence that we will get to. But now that Kang is the specific antagonist of this specific film, and I still don't know his motivations other than just generic, I want to conquer, it makes me a little bit more hesitant and um, less, uh, I don't know, I don't know what they're excited maybe, I don't know, then then, uh, for his motivations as the big bad of the phase of the entire MCU. Because we've already seen him, and I and it and I wasn't impressed. I mean, I was impressed right. again with the portrayal, blah blah blah, but not just impressive. Like because with Thanos, it was like, oh, he, you know, Thanos was right, obviously not, but right, like you understood where he's come from. He had a motivation. Right. I think one of the reasons we liked Endgame so much is because you know he, you understood, like he was the main character of that movie in a lot of ways. I don't get that sense from Kang here. Yeah, and one thing 
I was expecting or was maybe just confused by is that I thought they were going to do, or it seemed like they were trying to be subversive where mm -hmm. they're approaching Kang. Like he's the big bad, he's the villain and Scott confronts him and all these things. But he says, no, I am not a conqueror because a conqueror subjugates and mm -hmm. he goes on this little bit of a rant. He's like, Oh, yeah. wait a minute. So are they saying that this yeah. character that we're seeing right now is, is a King, but not King, the conqueror of, infamy and this guy is actually kind of being mis portrayed so they can do a little yeah, switcheroo yeah. which it, it, based on the um you know scott's little monologue thing internal yeah. thing at the end kind of implies is the case that they like oh wait sure. he wasn't the bad guy he was actually maybe one of the like was he the good king that was like and it, i i I have no answers because the movie doesn't really give them to me. I love this idea. I would love to have seen it more explored. And in fact, I would have just anything Kang related more exploration. Like what, again, Sean, yeah. yeah what was yeah. his agenda? Was anything? Yeah. Because here's the thing. If, if they're making, if MCU is making kind of this, they're, they're definitely doubling down on this yep. multiverse hijinks, which, you know, maybe some people like, maybe some people don't, whatever. But if Kang is sort of the focal point, and the climax of all this multi-universe building, anytime you spend developing King's character, you're developing the whole multiverse right. for the yeah. audience. And so I think that's, again, maybe just a missed opportunity for this movie where you get to, you get to have your cake and eat it too. I don't know what that means, but I think it means <laughs> that I can eat King and <laughs> no you, i think have I, your king and yeah. it too but I, 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 <laughs> I think you know what i'm saying though right you you can develop yeah, this villain and you get to double up on yes. exploring this universe concept to really yeah give some tangibility for the audience right um i i just i get the feeling we're gonna get so much kang in the next few years that yeah. while all, everything you're saying in regards to this film is valid that eats up more screen time. And I'm not interested in that right now sure. is the thing, because I know we're going to get more of him and I'm putting mm -hmm. a lot of faith in that. We're going to get answers to that stuff, but giving the answers to that stuff now is it's this, it's the age old. Remember um, when Iron Man two came out, gosh, we were so naive back then. Um, <laughs> but when Iron Man two came out, we we're like, yeah, but like they just, they spent too much time setting up stuff for other things. You know, and, and it's sure. like, it's, if we go and flesh that out, then, then we are taking even more time away from it being an Ant-Man movie. And I want it to be an Ant-Man movie. So then you, that leads to a larger conversation of should Kang have be, even been the villain of this movie? That's and that, what and that's, I yeah, think what that's a I good, That's a good way to phrase it. I like that. Yeah. So, but he is, and we're getting more not foreshadowing, but we're getting more setup of this big bad than Thanos ever got. Because like you were saying, he, uh, he's just lurking in the shadows and mm -hmm. you know, he has like a scene in the first guardians of the galaxy movie. And that's the most we get of him up until like, yeah, he's re relevant really. Um, we get more of the infinity stones stuff than we do of him. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I want the focus to be on the Ant-Man characters and, I think that we got enough of him and I'm putting a lot of faith in future things because that's how this series works. I mean, it's not 
these these movies aren't standalone movies. They have to they have to do the job of their own movies and do the job of the greater story as a whole. And we've talked that topic to death, but yeah. we all know that's true. We we know that that's we know that's that's how this machine works, and that's why I'm a, I'm willing to give some leeway to it. Um, doesn't make it right. I agree. You know? I, I think there's potential, and one thing that maybe is kind of interesting opportunity is like you know maybe it's a different Kang is going to be the antagonist of like multiple MCU things. I mean, that's like an I interesting like, idea, that is right? A cool concept, yeah. I I, I kind of like that. Yeah. That's cool. I guess one way to put it is like okay, so. And they even say, like, he was the worst version of us, or at least the most, I don't know how they frame it. The one that all the other ones were afraid of, it was him. And he gets defeated by Ant-Man beating him up. Like, how is this going to be an Avengers-level threat? So let's say we flash forward to the end of Phase 5 or 6, or whenever the big climax or showdown with him is supposed to be. How is him being portrayed in that movie going to be different than what we saw in this movie? I get right. Like we've seen him, we've seen him fight. We've seen him with a giant army. We've seen him with his powers. So what is the final going right. to be? If well, we don't know, and he yeah. got defeated. But that's the. I think that right. adds more to the um, the idea that maybe he isn't the final king because yeah, what, uh, uh, that's uh, interesting. I think a thing that bothers me and maybe a plot hole or maybe not. I don't know, but. So they locked him in the quantum realm. Why did they lock him yeah. in with his ship that he can use to travel <laughs> yeah. to? I mean, it was broken, yeah. But why even? I mean, why even give him the opportunity to fix it in the first? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it needed silly things like that. So, like, eh, so maybe yeah. he's not really, and and that's why that that excites me. The possibility of this. This singular character who's also an infinite amount of characters, and they're yeah. all that. I think that's interesting. I think there's cool places they can go with it. And I, we'll see. I don't know. I also think that like he he essentially dies in this, and if we don't see this version again, I'm fine with him dying. If they do kind yeah. of that, or like because the ending, I didn't really like. He just got sucked into a thing. And he got hey, sucked into a uh, like... quantum realm within the quantum realm. Yes, <laughs> that's so. what happens. There's also like three final moments and it was just like oh oh this is the final moment where we defeat him oh, oh no no yeah. this is the final moment where we defeat him and i was like okay but um uh also like the way some of the stuff ended the specifics it was like oh it's impossible to once you know bring it bring us back to the real world from the quantum realm so we have to sacrifice and stay here and then, like a minute later, just completely yes. yeah, like, cutting oh, no, easy. any we can like go back and forth whenever we want. Oh, like oh, there's a portal right there. Oh, that okay. joke, that Bye. joke would We're have been safe. much better if the ex-cons opened <laughs> that portal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like. And then they made a joke about yeah. like. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, right. We forgot you were there. I guess we're oh, fine. Uh, okay. And they actually acknowledged that, yeah. no, we're actually undercutting the weight of that decision. Yeah, the entire dramatic tension that we had been building to undercut, which can be fine. And, you know, MCU does that to yeah. an extent. But it just felt like, I don't know if it really worked how specifically it was portrayed. Um, also, like, when, Ant, when, when Scott is giant ant and he's, like, yelling at Kang... He's like saying lines that I swear are like this, these are supposed to be jokes, yeah. right? Because they're the most yeah. like rote, yeah. GB cheap uh, chatbot created lines that like that's none uh... of this has anything to do with this movie at all. It's just like generic. 
you your word means nothing. That's that's how I that's what I thought. I thought they were supposed to be jokes because the oh, okay. audience was laughing. Or, I was yeah, laughing. Maybe I they thought, were. That's, I don't know. That, that's what the tone read to me. I thought that was supposed to be just like he's just saying okay. ridiculous if things. If that's the case, then I, maybe I not. Think it was just a little too subtle, and maybe it wasn't like maybe the audience that rest the audience wasn't laughing, so yeah. I didn't like key into the humor vibe. But it, it so it came across as weird and like. Like, yeah, kind of weird and like this? almost cringy. I was like, "What? Yeah, Who, like what is? <laughs> why is he saying this?" I mean, my but audience I got, like that, got one of the that my audience had that was one of the bigger laughs in the movie was that sequence. Yeah, okay. so well, good. Maybe so that, that might have been, that yeah. might have been just giving me rose colored glasses on that sequence. But that's how I read it. Yeah. Is just like this. Look how dumb this right. is. This look how ridiculous this is. He's he's just <laughs> a giant. Paul Rudd is now just screaming just platitudes and you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was fun. So you know, it was sure. fun. I don't care. No, I, yeah, um, and then the ending. I almost kind of wish. So, like I said, I would. I kind of would have liked one of them to maybe actually be stranded, or one of them die. But whatever, they all get rescued back in the real world. And then he's walking down the street in his monologue. I almost wish the movie just yeah. ended. What did, what did I do? Cut to black, right? Yeah. But then it kind of draws it out, and he kind of they repeat the same beat a little yeah. bit. And then they're having Brett there. It's like a nice family moment. They're all together, which, I, you know, I kind of get. But part of me was like, oh, heart out on him on yeah. his close up on his face going, what did we do? Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. Credit. That would have been, been awesome. Right. Because of the whole yeah. like subversive nature of like, you know, yeah. Kang, again, d- develop a Sorry. little bit more what Kang was saying in terms of like, he's yeah, not right? the, the bad guy you think he is. And he's the one that's actually yeah. trying to stop the other Kangs. And then at the end, when you hear Scott kind of making these internal thoughts about yes. regrets, and then you hard cut out, you're like, that leaves you with this daunting feeling of like, oh, shoot, like what? Instead, we're just kind of yeah. like, eh, okay. And it's also in in tone with Ant-Man, like it's funny, yes. but it's also weird and like Off also beat. like, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, and I like the kind of like the off-kilter yeah. nature of it, right? That would have been, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it was still no, good. I, was gonna, I still yeah, like I, was I still say, actually, I, did I like actually still like the um, little family moments that they had at the end. Those were all yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I did want to mention I just like just that final fight scene. We've already kind of talked about it. I didn't super care for it all that much. Um, yeah, I mean, but just like you know, there, there's so there's the ants that are yeah. which was kind of cool right they're like super evolved mm-hmm. and all this and then they they have they essentially defeat kang and, yeah. and they mm-hmm. you know be, they beat well him. they defeat him the first or second the first time, or second time. Easy, but yes but then they kind of just like disappear and he's just like inside his base more injured but the ants kind of like you know what yeah. he, we beat him good enough. We're going to leave now. And then uh, Scott walks tired. into the base and he's like, oh, okay, let me just do this thing. And he's just there waiting to like fight him. Like, ants, help. Where'd you go? Right. I, I, that was garbage. I, I, I hate that. I just hate that in movies where they just, it is like an avatar too. Like where'd an avatar the, too. Where'd all the Navi go? Yeah. I thought there was They're an tired. army helping us out. <laughs> they gotta okay. go. They gotta go rest. I guess it's just me now. Um, Also, Um, like, super tropey and just so eye-rolly and doesn't make sense. (laughs) When everyone jumps through the portal, the portal's still open as Kang and Scott fight. Scott defeats defeats Kang. uh, No, I mean, um, yeah, Scott defeats Kang with the help of Wasp. And and, and Scott's like, 
You came back for me. What do you mean? <laughs> you didn't jump through the portal and it had been like 10 minutes. I don't know why she didn't jump back through after like three seconds. Like, oh, he was right behind me. Let me just go back and check real quick. Did because this is it? real quick. You could just jump back and forth. Oh my God. I just, yeah. it's did they, so... Did they have protect, projectile weapons? Because I was like, shoot they things did. through the portal. Yeah, yeah. like it's, oh my know. God. It, it, it's not a big, it's honestly so, not a big deal plot wise and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal, but I totally so, feel your frustration. Uh, Although that was the only moment that I feel hope had anything had to do anything kind to of active. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, th- this is kind of nerd talk, but what are King, what is, what are King's powers? Yeah, I, mean, I said that earlier. I don't bit. know. I, I have no idea. I don't know. And, and not so much in terms of like the more greater conversation about motives and blah, blah, blah. I just mean logistically, like, does he have powers or is, is he just a, a guy? Is he is like it, Iron Man? I think suit? it's a suit. It, does anyone know from the comics? Uh, I, I read do about not him know. a little bit. He does. He's just technology. He just. Uh, he okay. just has access to, like, technology. That's okay. It. Okay. So, like, his threat is not that he's powerful. It's just that he is so whatever ambitious or cutthroat or he's yeah, a, whatever, he's and a, he has technology. I think they explained it in Loki. He, he he the first one of him was a scientist who he was the first person to figure out. Oh how, yeah yeah yeah. Okay, and that's who was, they go back to. He was the first one to figure out series. how to jump multiverses, and because he was, yeah. he was able to go into universes that had more advanced and just, technology, like, and then it sno- and, and then it snowballed. Everything. Yes. Um, I did uh, one idea I thought was funny. So like we talked about Modok kind of being maybe a little useless, although to that point, I, you know, if King wasn't the big bad in this and he was hinted at and Modok was the actual bad guy, I thought that would have been a potential solution. Yeah. But even beyond that, as a funny way, like it would be great if we see a different Modok in every potential version of King in the, oh, like, yeah. like Scott uh, or uh, Rick and Morty or like, something. Yeah, like every every <laughs> King has a Modok. Why does this guy keep making Modoks? Why does every king make a Modok? He's just, that's what he's all about, making these Modoks. Yeah. And there could be, like, other villains from, yeah. like, other, like, that kind of yes. forgotten early yeah. MCU things. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. It is funny because that, that villain is, I think, one of the best examples of the, the forgettable yeah. villains from the MCU, which is criticized for. So I think it also is kind of a little meta that they, like, are bringing back one of the most easily disliked and forgettable villains and just, like turning him into he, such he, a he ain't gonna forget this and making a joke out <laughs> yeah, of it. yeah 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 and and i mean we met you mentioned earlier but his death scene uh it was so yeah excellent. it was excellent <laughs> excellent we were brothers that's, that's, <laughs> that's that again paul rudd's reaction to it's it so is like perfect, it's yeah. st- straight out of role models yeah. yes. like that's what i mean yes. i want that paul exactly. rudd that paul rudd is perfect. my favorite so. oh yeah yeah <laughs> um, um yeah so Sean, you had mentioned like since we're now kind of talking about the climax or the end, really, yeah, and kind of maybe some lasting repercussions or any kind yeah. of thing. And I, I was feeling that the movie was missing that in some capacity. Um, I mean, I don't know if they have future plans for Michael Douglas or Michelle Pfeiffer. Not that we like, mm-hmm. yeah, killing them off might have been like too easy or too kind of like oh yeah sure okay yeah. some emotional scene where they die whatever yeah. um so i'm okay with them not doing that i just i feel like there was still opportunity in them doing something with the quantum realm obviously they've already had people stuck in there a couple times so we can't do that again yeah. but one thing they do mention is you know so the ants when when they're sent down there the ants evolve a thousand years evolve super evolve yeah somehow, which which actually. okay yep. we know that there's some kind of weird time dilation element to yeah. the quantum realm i was kind of thinking yeah. that like somehow in the time 
while they were down there between the time they come back and they come back in different groups, we'll say that there had been something screwed up with that or someone oh, yeah. like Cassie is now an adult. Oh, what? Or, mm. or, you know what I mean? Something going on with that where they, they mess around with the time dilation thing or they mess around with something, someone getting stuck, but it ends too cleanly. Like you said, and I don't know. It's kind of yeah. felt like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I wanted something more specific for these characters other yeah. than the stakes of the MCU. We get with, the threat of Kang and whatever that's going to be. Sure, we know there's a lingering threat there, but I would have liked more personal stakes. That, that a little bit more per, not stakes, but um, uh, 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 repercussions, personal repercussions for these characters for this movie, right. not just the MCU. Well, um, I was dreading yeah. that Paul Rudd was going to die, and I was mentally and emotionally preparing myself that for uh, that for a couple weeks before the movie. Oh man, and, that would have been dark. Yeah. That so I'm just I'm just happy that that happened. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad I yeah. I'm not. I want to go that far. I don't want Paul Rudd to yeah. die, but um, I just felt like something could have been. Um, also, you were t- we were talking about right, you know people had been stuck in the quantum realm before. So Scott has been in the quantum realm. How come that like they never even bring yeah. that up that he was trapped in the? Well, quantum they did. Realm. They brought it up in uh, Endgame. He said, "Yeah, for me it was just like it just felt like a couple hours." Even though he was gone for oh, five years, okay. so he didn't really have. Okay, any... I guess yeah. Right, so it just. It, I mean, I, I, obviously they're not going to give us any kind of structured rules, nor should they. Mm. But it is. I don't know. It was an easy opportunity for them to give us a little punch at the end for yeah, that. Yeah, mix up something. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Well. Uh, on the. On... Any other? Well, okay. So. Just briefly, talk the post credit scene, not that we have to talk anything specifically, but just in the MCU at large, you know, we've danced around this, and what does this mean? What does this mean for variants? What does this mean for Loki Season 2? Does Is any of this coherent? Yeah, I, I think mean, it I think, is, I but I don't know if I could understand it fully. I think it's it too fully. coherent. I think it was, it was to the <laughs> point where I'm like, yeah, that's, that's where I thought this was going. There's a council yeah. of Kangs. There's all these Kangs, just like how Kang said in loki season one yeah there's a bunch of me yeah. and if you get rid of me there's gonna be a bunch of me again so now there are great yeah cool yeah. we know that and then yeah. then they showed us the scene from the loki season two <laughs> where they found a kang maybe may, going to the original yeah. kang who and so figured out right i think you know and I, i'm looking at a list of the upcoming you know upcoming mcu slate both the shows and whatever you know loki season two yeah secret invasion what if season two um you know maybe the marvels the marvels uh because you know the what was it miss marvel ended with her switching places with carol um you yeah, know so that right. there could be mm-hmm. some shenanigans going on there um also in that that show there they dealt with a different universe the one where there's jins yeah. and uh, so I, i'm guessing that that's just called. another one of the multiverse so yeah, so I think I think I mean, the, Mar- so the like, Marvels is after Guardians. That's the next one after Guardians. It's November. I think that one's going to deal with this stuff, and definitely Loki and Secret Invasion. That stuff's going to happen too. So, well, and so I just mean like even like Doctor the Doctor Strange multiverse, right? Like those were all. There's all kings and all those. What what's her name? America. Yeah. What's her name? Chavez. She is from a Kang verse, yeah. and like. 
all of this, I, I guess, you know, looking back on the exposure to the multiverse so far, does it still, you know, mesh up? I, mean, I, I, I guess, so, yeah. yeah, it does. I, I think yeah. that instead of magic uh, chaos emeralds, we're going to get a little bit of Kang's backstory and In from from one, the perspective maybe. of different Kangs from each one of these yeah. and that's the pieces that are gonna then connect when we get to Kang Dynasty. I mean that sounds that, amazing. That, that is, sounds like that really is what cool. I think that idea happen. is that's great. What I th- whether it's uh, executed well or not. But yeah, I, yeah, the execution. But we have say, until but... May of twenty twenty five until we get to Avengers Kang Dynasty and then a year after that, Avengers Secret Wars. So they're doing the two part Avengers thing again. So that that's what I think. I don't I last time we were trying to keep track of magical rocks this thing, this yeah. time, I think we're keeping track of variants of Kang, and through that, we will learn how all this yeah. comes into like the full picture of it. That's at least how I would do it, and I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean that actually has me more interested. Like the way just specifying it, articulating it just so brief, succinctly like that, actually has me like. Yeah, that that's that's oh, that sounds awesome. I, awesome. I hope that's what they do, and I hope it's done and it's well. It's also why I can give leeway to not getting as much about him in this movie as we want. Sure. If they take this approach, where these upcoming movies are like, yeah, okay, we're getting we're getting a sequel to Captain Marvel. It's got to do the mm-hmm. business of the Captain Marvel corner of the MCU, but it also has to do the business over the overall. Just like in phases one yeah. through three, we yeah, Thor. Okay, we're doing Thor stuff, but also here's an Infinity Stone. We we maybe yeah. don't know what it is yet, but we see it, and it'll make sense later. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because I want it to be good, well, and I want it, I want yeah. that to be in a way. There, if they did that, they would be following the exact same formula, just with different versions of a person yeah. instead of different versions of a rock. So, so you know, we'll see. Yeah, I'm trying to like if you had to sum up. So, Phase One is assembling the Avengers. Phase two is phase three. I would say is assembling the Infinity Stones, though they do that in phase two. Phase three is first three phases. Well, phase one not as much. I think they're mentioned once or twice, but there's not really about collecting them really until phase two. They they mention the Infinity Stones in the first Thor movie. They 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 drive, yeah. That's what I mean. They mention them. We, they set them up by just see, like in terms of like collecting yeah. and them. Then the, and then the beginning kind of, of phase two, we get Guardians of the Galaxy, which is where they sit down and they explain. Yes. here's what this are. Yeah, I'm waiting for a scene in something like this where they sit down and explain. Yeah, here's Kang and here's yeah. the deal, and I think that's, that we yeah. will get it because if we're if they're doing these in groups of three phases, right? We're at the beginning of phase five, yeah. right? Phase four was. That's what I mean. So, like, phase four was that. not necessarily assembling the Avengers, but setting up the new Avengers. Setting That's it, it what was, I think phase four. I see was. it as the aftermath of a blip, and planting the seeds yeah. for the multiverse. We had Loki rips the multiverse well, too, open yeah. by killing the the only remaining Kang. Mm. We had the Spider Verse. We're start. I think this is where we are introducing audiences to this concept of the multiverse, and I think soon, hopefully, they will sit us down and go, "All right, here's the deal with Kang. Here's what's happening." Yeah. All right. Start putting the pieces together because we're building towards Kang Dynasty, which we know is coming. So, um, I, I, this is wishful yeah. thinking for sure because I have no way of telling what you know their plan is. But yeah, they, it's, they, it's not like they don't have a plan. They they have one. Well, so, sure. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I think. That's where I think this Anyways. is leading, and that's why I'm at this point. If I compare where we are in four and five to where we were in one and two phases. 
I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm willing to let this ride out and see what happens. So, yeah. Yeah, no, obviously, for sure, I am too. And even if, overall, you, I think, maybe made me, help me appreciate a little bit more of the film and just enjoy the fun. Uh, but even before that, even though I was more critical, it was no, my, like, I don't know, people who say, I'm done with the MCU, like, okay, good Go, you took your stance. Good for you. Like, what do you mean? Why are you done with right. it? Who cares? It's a movie, Fran. What do you... It's not like I, I'm quitting smoking. Like, what? Just don't go watch those movies. What are you taking a stand there? Yeah, Chris Schmidt. Good for you, Che Guevara. Like, what are you talking about? You're done with the MCU. Right. No, I mean, yeah, that's... And that's the that's the struggle they're always going to have to deal with. They need to, they need to play to the fans who are in it for the long haul, like we are, like it or not. And they also need to play to the people who are taking their kids to see this movie and they don't know any anything about any of this. It still needs to be entertaining yeah. and work as a movie. So, And that's always been... I mean, we, we'd be talking about that to death. Tired of it. And we will continue oh, to talk okay. about it. Past our deaths. Yes. In, well, the, our variants will. <laughs> yeah, our other variants will keep yes, the conversation exactly. going. Um, I, yeah, you said that I helped you appreciate this movie some more. I think that you guys help me like it less. No, no, not really. I, I, I think that I, I still, I mean, like my emotional response and my feelings and I think about the movie, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. But also there's a better movie here. Yeah, yeah that's there, what I, there, I think a lot of these times where the films that are not awful, but kind of like are more disappointing is that I could kind of see other choices that yeah. they could have made yeah. other variants other, like, other, other versus various versus where this film was like oh man this was awesome this was just like our favorites uh yeah it wasn't quite what we got but we can that see it and that's that's the bad. that's yeah. the worst part about it for me yeah. is that i can see yeah, yeah. i can see the better version of it and they were close mm. they could have easily gotten there mm. so but that's not gonna that's not to diminish the movie that we got i like the movie that we got so there you go. That's my stance on it. But I think I have a little bit more nuanced opinion at this point. So, hey, look at that. We're yep. learning from each other. We're learning. Aww. We're growing. We're feeling. We're growing. Yeah. 10 million strong and growing. I don't know. What? I don't, what? I don't know. It had no, it wasn't appropriate at all. It was a Flintstones vitamins right. song. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so go watch Ant-Man and Quantumania. I feel it's a even if you don't like it, you'll probably like it while watching it, like yeah. Ryan and I. Right. So that's that. You know, if that's the worst take you got, that's a still I feel a pretty decent endorsement. You'll probably enjoy it, um, or maybe not. What 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 did what did you guys feel, listeners? Yeah. What what do you what are your thoughts on this film? Tell us. Write us in. Tell us what the future of the MCU is. Yeah. Tell what us is... why the future of the MCU is bleak and bad. And, and it's yeah. collapsing. Why have you why given have up? You why have you up? done with the MCU? Yeah. Why listeners? should we be done? Because I can't think of a reason. Sorry. <laughs> or at me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what's next? What is next? What I'm is looking next? at a um, IMDb calendar and I'm just going to start throwing some out there that I think we probably cover. And, you know, if you think of anything else, go for it. I see Shazam March 17th. Yep. Uh, so we'll do that. I see, um, oh, John Wick four, which I've only seen the first Ooh. one. So if I want to be part of that, I'm going to have to catch up pretty fast. Uh, I, I would be, it'd be fun if you did catch up because then you could kind of give us your thoughts on the catch up, but I would yeah. be, 
we did a half discussion of John Wick three. March, uh, we like <laughs> March thirty first, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, maybe. Um, Ryan and I went to the Comic Con panel, okay. so uh, and then for sure April fifth, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, that's so that's a, that for I sure. think that's what did I just name four or five within in the next month March. Maybe Mar- yeah. Uh, is there any new? When's the next MCU TV show? Oh, I have that open What's in the news tab. That is. Oh wait, no, I don't. They move. They keep moving the, the release dates around for those TV shows. So I don't know. Um, I don't know how ac- how up to date this article is. It says well. early twenty twenty three. What if season two is the next one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, cool. That's not the most. My most and then Secret Invasion. LB, but... It's this article is saying Secret Invasion is the next new thing, which oh, also yeah, says okay. early 2022. Again, I'm not sure if that's accurate or, or if things have changed. 2023, so, I hope. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they Disney said that they're um, slowing down on that. They're going to slow down on the, the the Disney Plus shows. So yeah, that's good. These these cool. Marvel movies are better when you get them every like every four yeah. months rather than every month. Um, yeah. All right. Well, um, guys, I have some. I have some veggie soup. I gotta eat some stew. Oh my god! There's a big cauldron of veggie stew, and it smells good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Good. Go eat that stew, listeners. Go eat. Jim, um, youngchunks yeah. at gmail.com. Email us, and I'll send, and I'll email yeah. you some stew. All right. You should just regular mail it. Put it in yes. envelope. Put it in the mail. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we? What do you got? What do you? What do we? What do you say, Ryan? What do you got to say? Um. About stew. Oh, the flash is coming out. <laughs> is there any meat in the stew? No, it's just veggies. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a soup you got there, then, buddy. Yeah. Oh. What? No, that can't be right. Okay, let me Google. Are there Ve- chunks? Veggie stew. I think there's chunks. There's like root veggies in there. Uh, maybe if there's potato, there's maybe there is. Then we got okay. a stew going. All right. Yeah, you got a stew. <laughs> good, uh, good, good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. This has been after the credits. A young chunks podcast. <laughs>